When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. One hours, fifty-one hours Stop. until Stop. the kickoff. We Stop. are getting there, people. We are getting there. Forget Derek Gunn. For those of us forget, who forget. are Stop. who Stop. have the green bleeding from our DNA, for those Stop. of us Stop. who are diehards, it is tough. It is tough. It's it, it is very very difficult surviving these uh, no, these next not. two days. No, it's yes, not. It yes, it is. Am, I'm jacked up. There's nobody on this planet that loves football any more than I do. College football, pro football. But I told you, I have found the key to life in terms of sustaining until that big moment arrives. You have not adapted to my way of thinking, young Jedi. Look, we got a lot to dig into today, and that will be part of it. Welcome <laughs> in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn. B. Brooks is back. How was your How was your shaking hands, kissing babies uh, uh, outing yesterday? <laughs> How'd that go? It, it was, it was. Let me, let me. He's trying to find a politically correct thing to say. Jeez, so he didn't get I didn't know. I thought it was like a layup kind of quiet. It was uh-huh. fun. I yeah. would have thought on Thursday at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, there'd be nobody at a pep rally. Why? Because people got to work. Meanwhile. And- Lo and behold, it's, it's, it's. Over 300 people out there. Yep. Eagles fans ready to rock and roll. They're ready. <clears throat> ready. They are ready. Yes. Yes. Well, we're excited. And we see everybody Bro, in the chat. It's that time, man. Yeah, it is. It's that time. It is a championship game. These are rare. You know, we, we got 2017, no doubt about it. You know, we, we when the Eagles went on the run with Andy, we, the Eagles were in there, it felt like every single year. But we know in the ensuing years after Andy, it's hard to get back to that point. So I would just enjoy every second. Absolutely. Of it, enjoy every freaking second of it. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Derek. 
I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying it, but I have distractions. If I just sat here and my heart's racing, come on, man, two more days, one more days. I can't function about what I need to do. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can't I can't allow that to happen. So I distract myself with movies and 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 honey do list and chasing grandkids and all that good stuff, man. So the next thing you know, you wake up, you oh man, it's Sunday morning. Oh, now it's time to get jacked. It's Sunday, baby. That's when I get jacked. Yeah. So there we go. Let's, there we uh, go. Yeah. So there's a lot. Let, let's take temperatures here because we it is Friday. And I see everybody in the chat section is excited. I'm with you. Uh, let's get a feel for this thing. Where are we on the confidence range here? You know, one to 10 that the Eagles can win this game. Uh, 10 being uber confident. One being, eh, I don't know so much. Barrett, where are you on a one to 10 scale? Nine and a half. Whoa. Wow. Nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very confident. And I've been I've been very confident since a month and a half ago when all this all this 49er talk started, you know, ravaging my, my timeline and you guys beating me up about this 49ers team. No, no, nobody beat you up. Nothing. We presented cases. Oh, we come didn't on. Beat man. you up. You stupid getting sensitive in your old age. Come on. It's not even since I'm serious. I mean, you guys were so you guys were believing in all the all the propaganda. Really? Give it off by them. Every guest that we've had on before this matchup took place, when we've asked every guest, every analyst we've had on said, Who do you worry about the most? They've all said in unison the 49ers. Now there's nothing wrong with that based on what we've seen this team do and how they play. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think I think we've looked at it. I, I think Barrett, we Derek and I think the Niners are tougher than you do. Um, yes. But that doesn't mean we're that, – that's in no way a knock on the Eagles. Like, ultimately, no. I think the Eagles win the game because I think they're the better team and they have the better quarterback. And there's a number of reasons which we'll all lay out throughout the course of the show. I think they win. But I think you're disrespecting the Niners a little. I do. Yes. I, think they're, I think they're better than what you're giving that, them. That's all we're saying. I think, I think Barrett, the older he gets, the more sensitive he gets. I think – I'm starting to see the it's change not that, of life. I, the change of life? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not that it, it's it's not the disrespect either. I'm I'm ignoring that. I'm changing I don't life. even know. I'm going through I, menopause, yeah. keep, bro. Keep it moving. I'm going through menopause right now. <laughs> keep that keep that moving. Jeez. Okay. Um no, I, I think it, I, I would say you're you're taking them a little hey. bit lightly, would be the way that I would put it. You know, hey, tell me, hey, maybe I need to log on and log off back on. Because what? It's, it's like my internet is, is messing up. Uh, really? Why don't you step out, step out for a second, get yourself straightened out. Xander will straighten okay. out. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'm not going to say anything. I wouldn't say too, Barrett. I think I, I think he's <sighs> viewing, I think he's viewing this different than we're viewing it. Like like to me, I think <clears throat> the Eagles are playing the toughest team they could have played in the NFC as as it should be. You're in it an should NFC be championship. one against two. Yes, right, one against yes. two. And when I see a defense that can do what they can do in some of the weapons that this team has. Right, right. This is a worthy. How's that, Barry? You, you good? Better? Better now? Yes, yeah. We had the same. We had the same problem yesterday, it? briefly. See, yeah, we had a little issue yesterday. Yeah, we had an issue minor, yesterday. Minor blip, yeah. but uh, yeah, we see you. I you look good. Mine keeps on. It, it, oh, all right, really? You guys are good right now. All right. Oh, okay. okay. No, what I was right, saying was, now, I, let me get it. Let me. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I, go ahead. I, I, I thought you said you. I thought you were saying you had to hop off again. No, but no, but go ahead. No, I'm I'm saying this. Since everybody was on the bandwagon, I wanted to keep that same energy of talking about how good that team is. Because I'm not I'm not I'm not 
saying that they're not good. That'd be foolish of me as being an analyst and saying their team is not good or I'm under-evaluating what I see in them. I, it's not that. It's not that at all. But what I see in my team is better than what I see in their team. Everybody talks about their vaunted defense. Everybody talks about the linebacker position. The reason why I don't fear a team that has a great linebacker is because I played against great linebackers and the ultimate um, <clears throat> alleviator, uh, uh, the ultimate way to alleviate a linebacker is to have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. And for, for years in the Steelers team, we beat up the best freaking linebacker in the league in Ray Lewis. He is not on the level of a Ray Lewis. So when I, as a player, looked across the um, field from a guy like Ray Lewis and understand what it is to block him and know what it takes to block him, I look at the offensive line of the Eagles and mm. think the same thing. The, 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 the great – the greatest way to go out there and alleviate a great linebacker is to go out there and just beat him up, run right at him. And that's exactly what we did. And I think that's exactly what this Eagles team going to do. We had an all pro offensive guard in Alifanica. He was the sugar to Ray Lewis's tea. He beat the heck out of Ray Lewis. And I can see Kelsey doing the same thing. I can see Dickerson doing the same thing. I can see Sayamalo doing the same thing. Yes, he's great but the means in which we can stop them are greater. The offensive line is the great equalizer when it comes to, you know, going against guys like that. Yes. You don't run away from him. You don't try to get away from him. You run right at him. You hit him in the mouth. I I go back to Mike Tyson all the time. Everybody's got a great plan until they get punched in the mouth, punch him in the mouth a couple of times. See how he reacts. He's an all pro. I know he's going to come back. Did you get hit enough in the mouth, man? That mouth start getting sore. You start losing a couple of teeth. I'm expecting Warner to lose a couple of teeth going in this game. All right. Well, look, I, here's the way I look at it. We know what Bosa is. If you can just contain him, he's going to get, you know, he's going to be disruptive. If you could just let him not kill you, I, I think is in terms of a pass rush, the rest of that crew is not great. It's not great. They're solid. The Eagles have a much right. better complete defensive line mm-hmm. in that sense, especially in terms of the pass rush. 70 sacks to 44 sacks during the regular season. So I think that's a, that's going to be a big thing. And if you're, if you're talking about, you know, a strength of the Eagles, I would say if I had to say in a position group where the Eagles were the best overall, would you guys agree it would be offensive line? Yeah. No question about that. Oh, so that no makes question. Me, absolutely. Yeah. So I feel good about those guys and what they're going to be able to do against a ferocious, you know, 49er defense for sure. Um, but I just think, you know, look, in terms of what this is going to be, this game, I think there's a lot of different angles on it. I mean, how is the offensive line going to hold up against that defensive line? How's the defensive line going to be able to get, you know, other than Trent Williams, I think they're, they're, the Niners offensive line is okay. Uh, they're going to have to get heat on Purdy, make him look like a rookie for the first time since he took over as a starter. You know, more than anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. That's where this thing's at. But, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I, I respect the heck out of this Niner team, but I think ultimately the Eagles are better. I respect them, but do I fear them in any way? If I'm looking at, you know, and that's the best thing they have is the defense. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, you got to respect Christian McCaffrey. You'd be a fool. You'd be an idiot not to acknowledge that he is um, the ultimate weapon for that offense. They brought him in. That's great. That's a great plan for them to bring him in. Man, I got the utmost respect for the GM for doing that. But – 
Can he be stopped? Yes. Debo Samuels is good. I believe our wide receivers are better. I'm just going off what I see, and I watch so much film, man, that it just doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't press me like it's pressing everyone else. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know. All right. How about you, Gunner? Um, I feel the 49ers offense more than the defense, to be honest, because of I think they have the most complete weapons the Eagles have faced this season. On 73% on Brock Purdy's um, pass attempts, they use pre-snap motion. He's fourth in the league in completion uh, at 80, 80, 80.1 or something like that. Um, And that includes the playoffs. But the Eagles' defense allows the lowest QBR of any defense in the league at 33.6. So I think it's a great matchup. But Shanahan's done a great job. You know, uh, I was watching something on Good Morning America this morning. They brought up a point, and, and it did. Shana, what Shanahan's done with Purdy is because of the pre-snap motions, it has made him more comfortable in terms of running a quick pass offense. Mm-hmm. And if you you saw that with Garoppolo, you saw that with Trey Lance. Trey Lance, in a brief amount of time, obviously, was the first game of the season, first time he's taken over the helm as a starter. It's not a fair assessment of him because he got hurt so early in the season, so you don't know what he was capable of doing. But the system has never changed from start to finish. Is it unstoppable? No. The Eagles have the perfect complement of defensive weapons with or without Avante Maddox to neutralize that offense. But it is a great chess match to watch from start to finish, especially if it's a close game, how the the pre-stop motion plays into what the 49ers try to do. I think the Eagles will have a good measure of success against their defense. You know, so I've not disagreed. If If you go back and watch every show we've been debating this, I've not disagreed with with Baird one iota in terms of this Eagles offense versus their defense, but I, I do think the 49ers offense presents a problem that the Eagles defense has not seen before this season in terms of multitudes of weapons. That's all mm-hmm. I've been consistently saying. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. And look, we know a couple of things that are key for every team, but especially the Eagles. Don't turn the ball over. Their losses, they've turned the ball over uh, for the most part. Don't turn it over. But the other thing is they're 15 and one when, when Jalen hurts is a starting quarterback. I mean, there's Absolutely. No that. Absolutely. so th- that's going to be a big piece of this thing. I mean, it, it's like the, the, you've got a Niners team that's coming in here having won what 12 in a row. Uh, Purdy hasn't lost as a starter McCaffrey. Yeah. They haven't lost since McCaffrey took over as a starter. There's a, there's a lot of just needing, you know, it, it, of, of two big boys. This is two runaway freight trains, man, about to collide. It's, it's awesome. It's what it's all about. What's well, supposed other- to be. On the other side, I think you have the two best too. I I, I think on the in the AFC and the NFC, you have the four best teams playing. Absolutely, that's what I said yesterday. You couldn't have asked you, the league could not have asked for a better case scenario. I, I as, as, you know you were we you talked about the number we were talking about the numbers of the viewership of the playoff games from last weekend and how that Jacksonville game against Kansas City generated what was it over forty three million viewers I believe it was yeah. Um, I don't know if Jacksonville versus the Chiefs in this case would have generated that same type. But you got Joe Burrow, who basically owns – I can't say Joe Burrow, the Bengals. The Bengals have owned the Chiefs the last three meetings. And I know all three games decided by three points, but the bottom line is Cincinnati's beat them. If they're place, they've beat them at home. They don't care where they play them. Cincinnati does not fear uh, Kansas City. Then you got all the speculation, all the undercover – you know, investigators trying to figure out 
is Mahomes healthy enough for this game? For Cincinnati's defense is playing better. You, the storylines are great. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate, you know, and he may have lost it just because of the two games he missed. But a potent offense that can only stop itself in his Eagles offense versus a team with a rookie quarterback that's won 12 in a row. You couldn't ask for better storylines leading up to championship Sunday. You know, the, you, the, the NFL walked into a gold mine in terms of storylines for this weekend. They always do. <laughs> they always do. Now, a couple things. Temperatures are going to be in the high 40s, guys. So they're, they're, the weather is not going to be. Oh, that's a heat wave. Yeah, the elements are not an issue. That's for sure. Uh, but it is the first time that Brock Purdy as an NFL player has played on the East Coast. So I wonder Absolutely. if there's, you know, in this kind of hostile environment, if that has any effect. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, calf. Elijah Mitchell, groin, have not practiced. We'll see, you know, about today uh, in a little bit. But when McCaffrey was asked whether he was going to play, he said, absolutely, he's going to play. Uh, we're going to have Matt Mayako join us coming up at 1230 from NBC Sports uh, Bay Area. So he's going to join us. We have Sal Palantonio at 130, and then we have Dan Koo from Sport Trade coming up at 230. So we have a, a loaded, loaded show, um, that's for sure. Uh, I, I would expect, you know, they – you're going to see something similar. I think the last week with McCaffrey, he may not be able to stay in there the entire time, but that's okay. They could plug Mitchell in there. Those two could kind of offset each other, uh, you know, offensively. And that's what they were able to do last week. But, you know, those two are legit, man. That's for sure. We're used to dealing with people like that. You know I mean? When you look at, look at Dallas, you know, Dallas had that dynamic two back tandem. So we, I mean, we'll be good against that. Um, the only thing I will say that I, I look at and, and I, it's hard for me to get an accurate gauge on is how do you stop their offense motion and making sure guys know who they have and they're in the right place. That'll be probably the only thing we have to worry about. It's true. Cause um, they're so good know, at getting a mismatch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're, that's what they're great at, you know? And, and you look at Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is not a guy that has a, an overly active arm. You know, he doesn't have a live arm, you know, he has yeah. an okay arm. Yeah. So when you think about that, the reason why he's so focused on throwing balls in the middle of the field is because they're easier balls to throw. Throwing out in that hash, bro, you got to have a cannon. You got to be able to get that ball out there with the quickness or else it'll get picked off. If they force him to throw outside, it'll be better. It will be better suited to, to defend him. But we got to keep the inside um, pretty closed up, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where McCaffrey runs around. That's where Kittle runs around. And those two can definitely hurt you more so than I'd say um, a Brandon Ayuk or, you know, Debo Samuels. I believe our DBs can handle them. I believe they can run with them. They can handle them. They can play physical with them. But those interior guys, that's where that's where the match is going to be. Kazir White, I need him to step up. K- uh, Kayvon Wallace, I need him to step um, he need, He needs to step up. TJ Edwards is going to have to step up. And Marcus Zepps is going to have to step up. Those four guys got to make sure that they stay uh, very aggressive in the middle of the field. Yeah, that's. I think that's going to be, from a defensive standpoint, the absolute key to this thing. Middle of the field, linebackers handling their tight end and their running backs coming out of the backfield. That, that's going to be enormous. Now, they'll give them some help too, Barrett. Like they'll, you know, especially if Avante can go, I mean, that gives you a lot more options too. Bro, if, they, if Avante comes back, it, it'll be it'll – be, this game will be lopsided if Vontae comes back because then your defense will be at full power. You can put him in a slot, move CJ, GJ back at the safety position, 
where he can roam around, where he can be that force that, you know, had six picks until he got hurt. You put him in a position where he's not, he's not, um, he's not tied to something and he can roam around and play instinctual football. That's when he plays best. That's why he was so successful. He won't let things drop. He's going to catch every mistake that Brock Purdy makes. You know, that's the difference between what you saw from yeah. Dallas and everybody else than what you'll see with our defense. Our opportuni- uh, with opportunistic defense abode well against Brock Purdy. You know, okay, he hasn't been rattled. He hasn't been rattled till today. I mean, uh, on, on Sunday. He hasn't been rattled till Sunday. He'll be rattled this week. And how does he perform with that type of pressure on him? We'll see. You know what I'm saying? But pressure first pipes. And uh, I like the, I like that we can uh, go out there and put some pressure on him. Yeah, I mean, Dallas dropped two picks, two that were right in their hands. Uh, you got to make those. That's the difference between winning and losing in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, you, you could have maybe overcome some of the mistakes that Dak Prescott made had you made those plays on the other side of the ball. And right. this the Eagles defense is going to have to make those plays. That's for sure. And look, they've been up to the task most of the year. I mean, up until really later in the year, they were the best team in the league with takeaways. And, and then, you know, and the Niners have been phenomenal uh, with it also. But but really up until like the last three, four weeks, they were they were the best team in, in, in football. So absolutely. Yep. You know that we, you need to see it again. You definitely need to see it again. They you got know, one against against the Jones in that game last week. So I think they're they're feeling good about themselves. You know, people people keep want, talking about how, why is nobody able to control the Niners pass game in the middle of the field? And you look at the film, it's because they do such a good job of, of, of what I call spreading. They, 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 they have so many weapons that you're forced to go with two this way and two that way allows that one-on-one situation with a McCaffrey over middle, with an Ayuk over middle. That's why there's so much spacing in the middle of the field. How do you close that spacing? You got to get in his face. You got to get in Purdy's face, like right now. You got to get in his face. Don't let him stand back there and get in the rhythm, because there's nobody better in the, in the league in terms of creating space over the middle of the field. Now Purdy will throw some balls down the middle that should be picked. He's done that all. See, I've seen him play four or five times, and there have been balls when DBs had chances on, but they're so worried about trying to catch up to the receivers, they're not looking back. But they've had opportunities to just turn around, and the ball's been right there to be picked. You know, so hopefully Gannon has been preaching this all season. Hey, look, I understand you got to try to catch these dudes and stay with these dudes and keep them in front of you. Just peek. You got to find a way to peek because he will serve it up to you. You know, I'm looking at the numbers when we're talking about turnovers. 49ers had 30, Eagles had 27. Mm -hmm. 49ers, 20 interceptions, Eagles 17. 49ers and the Eagles 10 fumbles. Turning the ball over. 49ers turned the ball over 17 times. Eagles turned the ball over 19 times. So you're talking about two teams that do an extremely good job at protecting the football and taking advantage of opportunities. That's a big part of why both teams are standing here right now. You can't emphasize enough the turnover battle in games, especially in playoff scenarios. We've already seen that over the first two weekends of the playoff season, how turnovers have generated uh, offense and momentum shifts in games. Protecting the football in a game of this magnitude will be huge. Yeah, and the other thing I would say is, and I know they're not playing one another, but, um, you know, I I can't emphasize the quarterback thing enough. When you're talking about a guy who played at an MVP level against a rookie, you know, we haven't seen a rookie win an NFC championship game. We haven't seen a rookie win a Super Bowl, and I I don't think that's a coincidence. 
You know, yeah. Purdy's been an yeah. unbelievable story, but the stakes have risen, man. And, and and when it's crunch time, I'm gonna feel a lot better about the Eagles' chances with that guy versus the the 49ers' chances with Purdy. They keep saying it's his 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 rise to greatness right now is a um, is because of he's he's having a you know not a Cinderella story, mm-hmm. but saying it's 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 been um it's been served on a platter for him. You know he's at the perfect situation, great defense. That's true, and yeah, a great defense, and he you know he has great weapons around him. Hence, that's why Big Ben. The year we went to the Super Bowl, the the previous year when he was a rookie, he made those. I mean, he had everything right there too. He had a great defense, great running game, great weapons. But there's still something to that being a rookie and trying to get into the playoffs. The very next year, we end up winning a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? He was still Ben Roethlisberger then. He didn't become Big Ben until after that. He wasn't. He wasn't even a direct reason why we won the Super Bowl that year. You know, in fact, he was kind of a little pissed off because, you know, he uh, he's, he scored, but he didn't feel as though he did enough. In fact, he didn't even throw a touchdown pass. It was actually Randall L. threw the touchdown pass to win the, uh, you know, the, to win the game. So it's a difference when you're coming into a hostile environment like Philadelphia. And everybody, you know, you know everybody saying, friends say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't crack, you know, he's not, you know, it's not a Cinderella story. You know, he's, he's a bonafide good quarterback. Yes, he is a bonafide good quarterback, but has he played against a defense like our defense? Has he played against a pass rush like our pass nope. rush? Nope. No. Has he played the quality of uh, DBs that we have? Nope. Not even in practice. He may be run pass rush great against, you know, with Nick Bosa in practice, but not for, Guys like Nick Bosa coming at him, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, Hassan Reddick, McGlinchey. That's 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 a matchup made in heaven. I mean, he may. I'm saying, I'm saying Reddick might be so pissed off he might have four or five sacks himself. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> well, that's all my, right. That's my uh, disdain right. for McGlinchey. <laughs> Let, let's get a timeout here and let's come back. Uh, Matt Mayaka, I'm looking forward to talking to him from NBC Sports. Uh, Bay Area. We'll talk to him, get all the insight that we need on this Niners game, get his thoughts on the Eagles in this matchup. Can't wait to talk to Matt when we come back a little later. South Palatonio and then Dan Koob as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group right now because you work too hard not to be able to find that right person to invest your money and take care of your future. You don't need that headache you don't want to waste your money but i found the right person and it is jim murray and principal financial group whether it's retirement planning 401k review insurance review you may have a small business and you're looking to get your employee benefits off the ground that's another resource that jim can help you with i personally entrusted my ira my 401k rollers with jim and just used them as a as a sounding board and i couldn't be any happier give him a call 610-996-4751 610-996-4751 you can email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Hey, Eagles fans, Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Who's ready to get another one of these? 
But first, we got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds! Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Friday, everybody. Welcome back. And we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Uh, our next guest has been covering the NFL, actually covering the uh, the 49ers. This is year number 28 for him. You can follow him on Twitter at Mayako NBCS. He does an amazing job for NBCS Bay Area. And he's got a great podcast, by the way. Absolutely. Well. 49ers Talk, which is really entertaining. And it's Matt Mayako. Matt, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm ready to jump on a red-eye flight tonight and be in your fair city tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm ready. Matt, you lucked out weather-wise, man. It's going to be like high 40s. Like, so it, it is really <laughs> not crazy, man. And for, for late January, it's pretty good, actually. That's great. A little crisp. 
Um, yeah. Fast track, two yep. fast teams. Can you hear us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you, Matt. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Barrett, Barrett, I think you're having problems, man. You want to hop off yeah. and just yeah, straight now? Yeah. We'll get you fixed. Uh, yeah. So, Matt, let me let me hit you with this. Let's start with McCaffrey and Mitchell. Um, we know they haven't practiced this week, and I know McCaffrey yesterday was, you know, I'm playing. Like, yeah. no question there. But but how, in your estimation, we saw him last week, you know, continually coming out, kind of working on that. How serious do you think these two injuries are to these guys? I would guess that, the, that Elijah Mitchell's injury is a little bit more of a concern because it's a strain to his groin, whereas McCaffrey, it's a contusion, so a bruise. So, you know, it's one of those things where I know he was fighting through it last week, but, you know, with a lot of treatment and everything else, he hasn't been practicing. They're going to be out there in a little while here in about an hour or so. Uh, so I'll be able to see what they're doing or if they're doing anything for this last practice. But, um, you know, I, I don't think anything really changes with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't think anything will really change with what the Fernandes offense will try to do. And I don't think anything will change with how the Eagles want to play defensively. Uh, so, you know, b- both of those guys aren't 100%. Probably very few players who will line up on Sunday will be 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that uh, 49ers will, will move on as if he's 100% and, and not worry about any pitch count or anything like that for him. Hey, hey, Matt, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk, man. Uh, good to hear from you again. Good to uh, see you. I, I've got to ask you this story. And people in Philadelphia, they're already we're tired of hearing about this Brock Purdy. But I've got to ask you, man, this has been one of the best stories in all of the football this season. You know, what makes this kid what he is? I mean, obviously, every game he plays, it's a new level of t- intensity because he hasn't done it before at this level, but yet the kid plays with, like he has ice water in his veins. How does Shanahan get this out of him? Uh, you guys know Nick Mullins, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. came out there. He, was he there for one year? Is he a couple years there? I think it was two. I think it was two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know Nick Mullins. When yeah. they drafted Brock Purdy with the final pick of this draft, I was talking to Kyle Shanahan, and he said, yeah, he's, he's basically Nick Mullins. Mm. Well, okay. you know, which was like, okay, that's fine. Nick's a, Nick's a good quarterback. Nick's, Nick's a backup. He will be continue to be a backup quarterback in this league for a long time. But that was kind of the expectation. But once they got him in, they, they realized, oh, no, he's, he's more than Nick Mullins. He has a stronger arm. Mm-hmm. He has the elusiveness, you know, the escapability. Uh, he throws at different arm angles. He's kind of like Nick in the sense that he's a, he's a football junkie. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be in this playbook. He's going to know the offense. But, man, I mean, this, this kid has just this it factor with the pocket presence, um, just knowing how to play the game. And he would be, you know, it, whatever, if you think this is a, a bad term, but it's, I mean, he's a really good game manager. Like he knows down and distance. He knows, you know, he just knows the game very well. And I mean, the best thing that he's done, and he's done a lot of really good things, but the best thing that he's done in eight games, he's thrown three interceptions. One was off the hands of one of his receivers and he hasn't fumbled. And, you know, I, I heard you guys in the, in the last segment there, you know, has he ever faced a pass rush like the Philadelphia Eagles? No, but who has? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the third most sacks in the history of the NFL. There's not yeah. a lot of, yeah, yeah right. There's, there's not a precedence. lot of uh, a precedent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the thing I'll say about Nick and what I've heard about him through his four seasons at Iowa state was that whenever he'd have a bad game or a bad 
possession or whatever. It was always just the short memory. So it wasn't like he, he's one of these kids that I get, I think he's gone through enough ups and downs in his college career playing at Iowa state. You know, sometimes they were one year, they were really good nine and three. I think the next year they're right around 500. So he was kind of the central figure in what they were trying to do offensively. And so there was a lot on his shoulders, but I think what, what that success and failure helped him develop was kind of a thick skin and a, an ability to just kind of move past adversity. Now, granted, he hasn't faced a whole lot of adversity with the 49ers. You know, they've, they've rarely trailed. And I said, what I said, I mean, he, he hasn't uh, coughed up the ball at all. Uh, he's only played really the one true road game up in Seattle where it's very loud and he handled that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game at Las Vegas, but there were more 49ers fans in the stands and Raiders mm-hmm. fans. So mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no question that this will be the biggest game, the biggest environment, the most uh, challenging atmosphere, as well as the most challenging defense that he's faced. But up to this point, Everything that we've thought like, well, he hasn't done this yet, then the next game, he does it. Mm -hmm. So there's really just, I mean, I can't poke any holes in what Brock Purdy has done since he stepped into the lineup. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's the poster child of a guy who played a lot of college football, you know, 48 starts as opposed to Trey Lance. Like He was in college for five minutes, you know. Yeah, and And we still don't know. We know more about Brock Purdy than we know about Trey Lance. Amazing, right? (laughs) Uh, It's crazy. Let let me ask you about the the impact that McCaffrey's had. And and really, since he was inserted in the starting lineup, you guys, 49ers haven't lost either. Um, You know, what's he brought and how has Shanahan utilized him to the utmost? Because let's face it, you know, he was hurt a lot of late in Carolina and you were wondering, is he ever going to get back the form of what we saw in his early years? And when he's right, been right in San Fran, he's looked like that guy. Yeah. My thought, and I, you know, the, you guys would know better than me, but um, you know, where's the weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles defense? That's the question that Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan has had, you know, nearly a week to ponder. Yeah. And whatever Kyle Shanahan has determined has diagnosed is the weakness that they're going to try to exploit you know more than likely on third downs that's probably where you'll see christian mccaffrey Mm -hmm. and and they do a a number of things through different formations shifts motions to isolate the matchup that they want to exploit whether that's and what, whatever that might be. I mean, Kittle's a pretty good chess piece in that way too. Mm-hmm. Where the, if it's, if it is a, a safety and maybe you guys tell me if there's a safety who's not great in coverage or a linebacker that they might be able to, to try to get a, a one-on-one matchup with that's, those are the chess pieces that the 49ers have on offense. And I think, you know, we could go around and round on who has the better skill players. Um, I, I think it's pretty even, but I think about the only spot where the 40 yards might have an advantage is that I think their offensive weapons are more versatile and are maybe able to maybe kind of pinpoint specific matchups. And I'm not just talking, you know, a wide receiver against a cornerback. I'm talking about, you know, more in the middle of the field, yep. mm-hmm. kind of kind of working the coverages and, and trying to get, you know, maybe that linebacker who's not great in coverage, maybe even on a rundown. Mm-hmm getting him isolated against McCaffrey or mm. Kittle. So, you know, I when I look at these teams, I see the Eagles with a lot of advantages. 
that would be possibly one area where the 49ers have these kind of interchangeable pieces on offense, mm-hmm. where the 49ers have an advantage, I think, over the Eagles. Right. Barry, okay. you want to jump in? We got you back up. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about two even teams, you know, and I would, would say uh, they were even, like you said, as far as weapons and what they bring to the table, you know, defensively, offensively. I'm trying to look for things that could sway back and forth that would get one side the, the just you know the an advantage or a disadvantage. And I keep coming back to the quarterback position being an advantage for the mm-hmm. Eagles. And it mm-hmm. just happens to be the most important position in football period and in, in sports period. I mean, to me, I think that pendulum kind of rocks a lot in the Eagles' way because they mm-hmm. have I don't think their defense is necessarily played against a player the caliber of you know Jalen Hurts at this point. I agree with you. And I, I think that when you look at what the 49ers do with Brock Purdy, he, what he's very good at is he finds the open guy and he, you know he's a ball distributor. He's like the the old you know college pass first point guard. And you know it, it, he's got some great weapons. You know, when you're talking about Debo Samuel and, and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and uh, you know they have a number of different guys that they can go to. Where I see Jalen Hurts is, yes, he has a ton of weapons too. You know, the guys on the outside, uh, you know, Gainwell and Sanders and Goddard. Uh, but also, I see Jalen Hurts as being his own weapon too. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so when you talk about Brock Purdy and the weapons around him, the playmakers, the supporting cast, you think of him handing the ball off to McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell or getting the ball out in this case, probably pretty quickly to some of those, those guys, uh, Kittle and Ayuk and Samuel. I, and the same can be said exactly for what Jalen Hurts has as far as the weapons at his disposal, but he also has his own two legs as a huge weapon. I mean, we're talking about the number, the number two rusher on his team right. and, and mm-hmm. up there, like 700 yards rushing. So that is a big part of the – Eagles offense that the 49ers really don't have. Now, on the other side of the the coin here, the 49ers have some very good linebackers and I don't know how much the 49ers will be in base, but when they're when they're in their base defense, they'll have Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw and Aziz Alshire, and those are three linebackers who are fast and aggressive. And so if there's a team that might be in a better position to limit Jalen Hurts' effectiveness on the ground, it could be the 49ers, but that is a tall, tall order. Where are they susceptible, Matt? Like, where can the Eagles' offense attack them defensively? We know the numbers are off the charts and, and what Bosa does, but where where is, are there some weaknesses? I saw their 20th against the pass, but where, where can you take advantage of them? Down the field. So if, mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the Eagles hold up in pass protection, which I'm sure – People who've watched the Eagles all season feel like that's a pretty good strength of theirs. Then there will be opportunities down the field. And the 49ers have had some blown coverages. They've given up some big plays. Uh, Even last week, uh, C.D. Lamb caught a 50-yarder. And so there will be opportunities down the field. And, you know, the 49ers have not been good in that. So much of their game is predicated on being able to get to the quarterback, throw off timing between the quarterback and the receiver, uh, get some hits on the quarterback. Nick Bosa, 18 and a half sacks, led the league. Um, 
the Frayers don't have a whole lot of balance as far as the pass rush goes. I mean, they have some guys who can kind of step up and get a sack from, from time to time, but you know, they don't have what the Eagles have, which is four guys with 11 sacks or more. So to me, it's the 49ers will, um, I think that the Eagles have the big play capability to strike and strike in a hurry. And if, if they can connect on a, on a deep one or two or three, that's kind of playing into what they want to do. And that would be playing into what's been a vulnerability of the 49ers. Matt, I, I saw a great stat this morning pertaining to the 49ers offense. Uh, 73% of the time, 73% of the time they go to pre-snap motions um, and, and Purdy is fourth in the league in terms of uh, completions at 80. And he's number one in the league in terms of yards per completion in that situation, 9.2. How much does the pre-snap motion play into the continuity and fluidity of this 49ers offense and getting Purdy to settle into a game a lot sooner rather than later? Yeah, so it, that's a huge part of what they do. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. And I, I kind of outlined one of them, which was like to be able to identify matchups. And, yeah. and it also gives Brock Purdy maybe a more clear picture pre-snap of what the defense is going to be doing. So when you do those motions and, and you know, shifting formations, you know, it, a lot of it is to, you know, maybe uh, – you know, hand it's, it's what the 49ers are trying to do is hand Brock Purdy the test and he yeah. can see the answer of the test before the ball is snapped. Mm. So, you know, that, that's been a very effective part of probably kind of working him in as well. It's, you know, Hey, you, you, you see what you see pre-snap and, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, defenses that you can kind of confirm what they're doing based on how they're moving, uh, or how they're adjusting to all the the pre-snap motions and and shifts. So that that is a huge part of it. And and it's also to um, you know early on it'll be to see how they're reacting, how the Eagles defense is reacting so that Kyle Shanahan can kind of stick that into the back of his mind and maybe come back to something later uh, that that was set up earlier in the game. So it is a very big part of what they're doing and their whole plan of how to attack a defense. Okay, Matt. They uh, just your impressions of the Eagles. Um, you know, I, I always like to get this. We're we're so in our our own eye of the storm here. But what do you when you look at this team and this matchup and and the challenge it's going to be for the Niners? Just what are your thoughts about the Eagles? Well, I I thought you know watching the 49ers through certainly the second half of the season was that the 49ers have star power, you know, uh, throughout their roster. Right. You know, really only one great great offensive lineman but basically every position group they have at least one star um the eagles are that and more that's that's my impression is that you know the eagles have multiple offensive linemen multiple defensive linemen uh you know a a really good linebacker maybe even more than one but certainly one really good linebacker their corners are good um uh, you know, the, the wide receivers, the running. I mean, they're just, they're loaded. I think they're an absolutely loaded team. And I think, you know, the challenge is for the 49ers and for Kyle Shannon to try to find some weakness to exploit. And, and I, I, I get the sense that they feel like they can go after the safeties a little bit in coverage. I mean, this is going to be, you know, the 49ers will, will have to be able to run the ball effectively. Um, if they're, if they're facing third and, six, seven, eight, it's going to be a long day 
for Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and it's and the and the Eagles are going to feast. So this could be one of those games where maybe early on they're you know they're throwing on rundowns and they're and they're passing uh, or they're running on on passing downs mm-hmm. just to try to keep one step ahead of the Eagles and try to slow them down a little bit. Uh, if they can, if France can get the run game going a little bit, and I know, you know the Eagles struggled run wise uh, defensively, but they seem to have kind of cleaned that up uh, over the second half of the season. But that's that's the formula. Foreigners have to be balanced. Um, I guess the the other side is if they're not balanced, but it's it's leaning heavily toward the run, then then the 49ers are in the position they want to be in. Right. But um, I mean, I I just don't see a whole lot of weaknesses with this Eagles team. I, I think it's, I mean, I, I think when you look at their roster and their depth chart, I, I mean, I, I think they're the most talented team in football. Well, all things being equal, then you look at, um, you know, the players, you know, look at that roster. Um, let's break down the coaches then, you know, who do you think has the best set of coaches, you know, Nick and his guys, she, you know, Kyle and his guys, you know, you, you got, a lot of coordinators, you know, you know, on these teams right now, we've had two of our coordinators get interviewed. You have one of your coordinators getting interviewed. Um, who do you see as the best coaching style and who could be, who could really swing the pendulum their way? Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one for me to answer because I don't know Nick Sirianni and his mm-hmm. coaching staff. I mean, I'm around these guys a lot. Um, and, and this is probably just kind of regional bias mm-hmm. uh, because I do have a, decent idea how, how Kyle Shanahan's brain works. I, I think that if the 49ers win this game, it'll be because of Kyle Shanahan in large part, putting his guys in positions to exploit matchups. And so I, I think if, if it's an even playing field with the coaching staff and with, you know, with turnovers and the, you know, the funny bounces that a ball can take, I think the Eagles win this game. But to me, kind of the, the the x factor would be what Kyle Shanahan up has up his sleeve as far as identifying something on this day that's going to work and work repeatedly hey matt give us some insight on this guy george kittle i mean you you see him you know clowning to the camera talking in high voices you know make but when the lights go up the dude plays like somebody stole his last dollar, man. Plays angry every down, man. How does he turn his light switch on and off so so frequently? Yeah, you know, he he's often said that, you know, football is fun. It should be fun. It's, you know, it's stressful. And if you just sit around and, and think about how, you know, how stressful it can be and how, you know, how dangerous it can be, yeah. that you wouldn't ever have fun and you'd be tight and you wouldn't be able to play. So he certainly makes a conscious effort to smile, to clown around, to have fun. But from snap to whistle, it's all business. Yeah. And he yeah. plays hard. I mean, he plays super hard. He's got this positive energy about him. And Kyle Shanahan is actually kind of annoyed a lot of times because when Kyle's like laying into people and, and, and it's George who brings the positivity and he's like, God, you know, I wish he wasn't always so positive. You know, there, there are times when you gotta kind of feel negative too. Uh, but he he's an interesting guy, and he's like that all the time. I mean, his you know his little uh, 
interview gaggles around his locker always kind of devolve into, mm-hmm. into, you know, craziness and just, uh, you know, he brings fun to the game. I, I don't know. I was watching, you know, that game. I, obviously I was at the game yeah. uh, Sunday when the 49ers played the, the Cowboys and so I, I didn't watch it on TV, but I'm, you know, afterward I'm seeing, you know, him watching the, the overhead camera yeah, yeah. and, you know, making faces and all that. And I'm thinking, you know, 40 hour fans love it, but what do other fans think? Like do the Cowboys fans, they have to hate that. Right. And I'm, I'm sure Eagles fans won't be too, you know, thrilled if, you know, he's doing that and, and the 40 hours are winning. So, um, you know, all the, He's a uh, he's an ambassador for tight ends too. I'm sure he and Dallas Goddard know each other very well. Very well. Yeah, they go to the camp together. Yeah, yeah. so they do that camp, the uh, tight end, t- uh, tight end you. Mm-hmm. And so he's, you know, he's one of these guys that that everybody likes. Um, he, he's he's got a, you know, I've gotten to know his family, and they're super good people. And uh, yeah, he's just he's fun. I mean, he makes it fun, and he he has fun. And you know, his thing was that. Um, you know, one of the first coaches he had, I think it's John Embry told him, um, you know, just because you have the ball doesn't mean that you have to get tackled. Right. Which is an, which is an interesting concept. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he feels that way. Like, Hey, just because I have the ball and these guys are trying to tackle me, doesn't mean I have to go down. And so he, I mean, and I, and I said, <laughs> Scott the same way. Yeah. You know, he's top after catch. Yeah. It's like he's tossing guys to the side. They play, I think they they kind of remind me. They mirror each other. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. No question. Well, let, let, you bring that up, and I, I personally, I get a kick out of Kittle. That's just me. But whatever. No I don't. I don't know how their fans would react. But um, Nick Sirianni can turn some people off too with some of his histrionics. Now, I look at it as that's genuinely who he is. He's not a put on for the camera. He is. He's the excitable guy. That kind of thing. It connects with his players. But he's getting some national pushback. I guess, for some of the way he reacts on the sideline, et cetera. Is that the feeling among Bay Area fans, Niner fans? Do you get that sense, Matt? No, I don't. Um, You know, there's a difference uh, of, I think, how he does it. I don't think he's ever been disrespectful to the opponent. Right. 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 Yeah. And so that's a big thing. I'll I'll, I'll give you an example. Last year, week 18 of the 2021 season, 49ers needed, you know, they had to beat the Rams in order to move on to the playoffs. And so I think it was in the, maybe the second quarter of that game. And I forget what the score was. They, the Rams might've gone up 21 to nothing and they made a big play and Sean McVay left the coaching box to run down into the end zone and celebrate with the players. Everybody on the 49er sideline saw that. Right. And that, that, that pissed some people off, you know? So when it's genuine enthusiasm and you're cheering on your own guys and you're not showing up the opposition, that is completely different than doing something where, you know, whatever you're looking across the the field and pointing or, you know, anything like that. So I, I honestly have not heard anything negative about Nick Sirianni. Matt, I, I saw a great story from Pro Football uh, Talk earlier in the week. I believe it was Monday. And it, even as early as Monday, it said 18% of tickets for this game have already gone to 49er fans. You expect them to travel this well coming far west to the east for this game? 
Yes, I do. Because, okay. and here's why it, and it's not necessarily all those people coming from the West coast. Right. I think when the 49ers had their, their run, you know, their first wave of success in the eighties, you know, how old are those people now? Right. You know, the kids, uh, and, and it's, it's, they became a national team, uh, you know, not America's team, you know, we'll right, keep right. That to some other, uh, you know, some other oh. organization, <laughs> but, uh, Everywhere they've gone, and this has become this phenomena, I think, throughout the nation. And I'm sure you see it when, you know, the Eagles go outside of their area, you know, whether they go to the South or, or the West. Sure. Um, people travel now. Like the people, when the schedule comes out, people look at that schedule and go, you know, for 49er fans, oh, hey, the, they're playing the Saints. Let's go to New Orleans. Or they're playing here. They're playing there. And so the, the last few years – it's probably been five or six years now. And especially, I think it's even gone up since the return to, you know, to uh, full stadiums after COVID. Mm-hmm. 49er fans travel great. I mean, they took over the the Rams stadium last year in, well, for the past, actually, since they moved back to LA, 49ers yeah. have taken over Rams home games, home games. Um, and, and we saw it like in <laughs> Vegas. You know, the, the 49ers fans took over Vegas. So uh, 18% is that's a pretty high number. It, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me to see even more people okay. there because they're coming. They're not only coming from the West Coast, they're a fan, 49er fans all across the country. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, in, in people's formula of the years, you know, they're watching the 49ers win Super Bowls in the 1980s and then they're going, uh, that's my team. And anytime that team comes into their geographical area, we're going. And so mm-hmm. this could be one of those games too. Matt, mm-hmm. give me your impressions of D'Amico Ryan's. You know, we, we saw him here as a player uh, with the Eagles, cl- as classy as you get, smart as you, as you get. No surprise the success he's had, but, but your impressions of being around him every day. Uh, he's, he's, he's impressive. Yeah. He, he will be, he will be a head coach. You know, I don't know that it's going to be in this hiring cycle. I would suspect it will be, but you know, he's also shown that, you know, if he doesn't feel right about a situation, he has no problem taking his, his name out of the, out of the hat. No, but he's, and it's not just, you know, the X's and O's, you know, that I think that actually might be the most, I mean, depending on who you are and that might be the most overrated part of being an NFL head coach, the X's and O's, because a lot of that is done by your assist, your assistants anyway, but it's building culture it's knowing the right buttons to push. It's knowing the individuals, how you relate to them. How do you get the most out of them? And for those, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is 10 out of 10. I mean, he, I, he's, he's an exceptional, you know, person, uh, people, you know, uh, he's a guy who can relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nick Bosa just the other day was just saying that he is the best coach that he's ever been around and he he kind of like it like i just did he kind of brushed aside the x's and o's and he's like he knows how to push people but not push them too hard mm. and he knows how you know he he knows these guys well enough that he can relate to each one of them and know exactly you know basically which which buttons to push to get the most out of each individual Mm -hmm. and then bring them all together and have them working, you know, for a common goal. So he is, he is a CEO type. And I think that that's uh, what NFL teams should be looking for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whichever team gets him, whenever they get him, that's, that's going to be a fortunate team. Mm. 
Matt, give us your prediction, man. What happens in this game? <laughs> You're gonna yeah, put you right on that spot. Here we go. On spot, Here, we go. Here we go. You know what? I've been kind of leaning toward the Eagles all week. Yeah. No, I I think the Eagles are are the better team. Um, you know, it's tough to predict some of those stuff, but um, you know, I, I would say it's gonna be I, I think both teams will score in the low twenties to mm-hmm. high teens. And I think that for Aaron's are they're going to need some breaks to go their way or Kyle Shanahan's going to have to have a really good game and expose some things in the Eagles. And maybe you guys don't even know that the Eagles can be exposed uh, about. So, um, I mean, right now, I, I think, I mean, I, uh, I think the point spread is, what is it like two and a half right now? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's right there mm-hmm. where it should be. I think, I think the Eagles are a better team. Here's the thing that I always kind of leave myself some wiggle room though is because I've been around this team and I see their mindset and I see how they work and I know how serious they take it. And when you're around a team, you always feel like, man, that's a team of destiny. Like you, cause you see the stuff behind the scenes. Now, some teams you, you, you're, you're so close and you're going, man, this team doesn't have a chance because the culture is just mm-hmm. a miss. I don't get, you know, I don't, I've never gotten the sense with this team that anything is wrong behind the scenes. Uh, they play well on the field. And so, I, you know, my my little wiggle room would be that, you know, the Fortnite really are that team and all the things I see, it, it will impact this game. But I can guarantee you, as I say that, the three of you are thinking the same thing about the Eagles. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, it's true. Well, well said. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, good stuff, man. Uh, appreciate really you, man. Enjoyed having you on. Good talking to you, man. All right, man. I appreciate you staying in Philadelphia, man. Uh, I definitely will, and I'm I am looking so forward to this game Sunday, as I'm sure all you are. It is. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's an epic matchup, and it, yeah. I just love the fact that the two best teams, without yep. question, yep. are the Eagles and the 49ers, and here they are. Absolutely. It on the Absolutely. Field. Yep. yep. Well said, two behemoths. Matt, appreciate it, man. Take right. care. Nice. Have a good day, man. All right. Take yep. care. That is Matt Mayako of NBC Sports Bay Area. You can also catch him on uh, KNBR 680 out there, and he's got a podcast called 49ers Talk. And uh, I know, Derek, you've, you've checked it out, too. It's very good. Very, yep. very well done uh, by Matt. Uh, interesting. Uh, good, good for him. Very objective. Uh, you know, thanks to Eagles win the game uh, on top of everything else. So uh, good stuff there. We come back. Barrett's going to break down what needs to happen, who needs to step up, aside from the obvious, the Jalen Hurts of the world, game plan, what you attack, the Niners' weaknesses, all those kind of things uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is the place that you call if your home, a business, uh, or a property that you may own has experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You name it, they can help you. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I can tell you from personal experience. I reached out to them on a Saturday. I was having some, uh, some, some flooding in my parents' basement. They got right over there. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was very reasonable. It was a, 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 a sigh of relief kind of experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team. Eagles fans, Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Who's ready to get another one of these? But first, we got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds! Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC Family of Apps. are back 50 hours away uh, from the game, the NFC Championship game between the Eagles and the 49ers. We're Sports Day, Chicken Sports YouTube, Netflix. 50 hours away. <laughs> That's it. Who's counting? Less than 50 hours. Uh, no, you know, I'm not impressed unless you can give me hours, minutes, and seconds. <laughs> I'll say 49 hours, uh, 52 minutes, and 30 seconds. That's pretty good. That was all right. That's pretty good. That was all right. That was my bad math that I that I, I, I took out. I took my shoes off and I used my toes and my fingers. Um, <laughs> uh, Sal Palantonio coming up at 1.30, uh, 2.30, we'll have Dan Coop. All right, Barrett, here's the question I have for you. Besides the uh, – be- we know Jalen Hurts, okay? Give me somebody else who you really think needs to step up in this game for the Eagles to get the win on Sunday. Well, it's been kind of status quo, but I really think that Dallas Goddard 
really has to be integral in in and how this offense is going to run. Him being that joker in the middle of the field will force them to play coverage. And they're forced to play coverage, they can't stop the run. So I think it's integral that he he has a great game. So they start, all right, where is he at? If they can get him in a position where he's gets going, right. The offense just runs better. Every time he's gotten going in the game, Mm-hmm. The offense is significantly better because he pulls a lot of people mm-hmm. out of the box. He pulls um, attention towards him because he's such a good runner after the catch. His yak yard is unbelievable. So you got to stop him. Mm-hmm. And then that takes a lot of attention away from the run game. And it takes a whole heck of a lot of attention away from those guys on the outside. Mm-hmm. It just opens up everything. So he, him being in, in a position to go out there, and roam around the middle of the field gives you an opportunity now to run it and pass it efficiently. efficiently. I mean, he put a man on him. You almost have to play man-to-man on him. When you play man-to-man, what that does, it gets those guys on the outside looking at their receivers, and that's what Jalen gets started up because now if they do get pressure, he can run out of pocket and gain a lot of yardage just from him being that type of weapon. How how much, just to stay on that for a minute, you know, will they? Do you think they'll use Warner as a spy? And if they do, and I know how talented he is, but I'll take Jalen Hurts. You know, getting getting away from him any day of the week. Um, how much does that take away from him doing what he normally does from a defensive standpoint? It takes a lot. Like everybody made a big hurrah and a big, you know, you know, oh look what he did. He covered C.D. Lamb down the middle of the field. He actually was not covering C.D. Lamb. <clears throat> it was an invert Tampa two. They inverted him. They made him a safety, inverted him, and brought up the other safety in the box. They just changed positions. So he had to haul ass back to get back there as the deep safety. And on the miss him going back there, he just happened to be running by CeeDee Lamb. But I won't take this with him. He ran with CeeDee <laughs> Just have to see yeah, he can run. You know, so I won't take that from him. He was hauling ass getting back there. Let me first say that. I got to preface that first. He was getting back to where he was supposed to be. And just so, but it's just that CD Lamb was running a, a, a go route, a nine route. And that sucker was running right there, step to step with him. He just happened to look over there and see him there. And when he threw the ball, when Dak threw the ball, the ball was, you know, defended by him. But I was like, Man, you know, but he didn't have him man to man. Like everybody stayed had a man. He wasn't right. man to man on the play. But the mere fact that he was hauling ass back to where he was supposed to be at and was still running just as fast as CeeDee Lamb, that's 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 pretty good. I've, I've, I've seen some fast linebackers, but in, in all the years I've covered football, but that dude is like a track. I mean, for a linebacker to be yeah, able to right. do that, even yeah. though he ran back to space more so than covering the man. That, dude, I have not seen anything like that. He's I impressive. I have. I've seen linebackers. Who? Who? I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, well, actually, two guys from San Fran's team, Navarro oh, Bowman. Bowman, okay. And and, and, and his counterpart, uh, um, Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis. Okay. Those two did that all the time. <laughs> Those two right there, I'm, you know, they they retired so early because of CT and all that type of stuff. They didn't want to, you know, right. beat their bodies up like that. But I'll tell you what. That linebacker combination of those two yeah. was definitely the best linebacker core that I've seen together. And I think they were even better than what I saw in um, New Orleans. Um, you know, when they had all those guys, Pat Swilling and all those yeah. guys there, yeah. they had 
some great players. But um, when you when you look at him, he's not as good as an athlete as Jalen. So I think it'll be a waste of time putting a spy on Jalen. You just take somebody fully out of the defense. That's overrated to have a spy on them. What you're gonna have to, what they're gonna have to do, is they're gonna have to mush rush Jalen. They're gonna have to keep Jalen in the pocket. And the way, and the only way you can do that is if you don't rush like you rush balls out, like you rush any other quarterback. What you do, you 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 rush to a point, then you start collapsing the pocket, kind of pushing it around them. Because if you get them any any kind of uh, gap in between the pass rushes, you get out of your lane. That's when Jalen makes you pay. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them. I don't see them spying him because, like I said, spying just doesn't work. It helps. It helps the offense when you spy because you're just taking somebody else out of the out of the out of the equation. Plus, they think that you know. I think they still think that Jalen Jalen's um, a little injured, banged still, up. Yeah, still banged up. So they're not thinking that he's going to go out there and run anyways. So I don't see that in the game plan. What I do see in the game plan is them mush rushing Jalen, making Jalen win the ball, win it from the pocket, stopping the run. They're going to put that itch to defender in the box. Mm-hmm. They're going to make them not run the ball. But once they do that, it takes them away from their strength. Their strength is being able to stop the run. The minus they have, the problem and the kink in the armor that they have are their guys on the outside, which is why I'm thinking, you know, everybody's saying, oh, we're going to run the ball. We're, gonna run. we're not going to run the ball. I think we're going to pass the ball and pass the ball efficiently against their DBs. Both the Ward, Jimmy Ward, Jadavius Ward, they're just okay. Can they cover our guys? No. Yeah, they're 20th, by the way, against the pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been a bit of a struggle, that's for sure. They're gonna try to make Jalen beat them in the pass. Hafanga's gonna be around that line of scrimmage. He's gonna be rushing the passer too. He's gonna be a blitzer this game. They don't blitz much, but they're gonna blitz Jalen. Believe that. What? Uh, how about you, Gunner? Take, take, take. You know, we know Jalen Hurts. We know some of the others, the obvious names. Who for you uh, has to have a big one? You know, we've talked about this a couple of times this week, and I'm at a point now. It's like spin the roulette wheel, and, and it could come up on one of four or five different guys. I mean, could it, it Goddard? Is it AJ? Is it is it is it Devonte? Is it Miles? You know, and for that matter, we said it jokingly the other day. It is a sneaky part of me that feels, you know, as 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 much as he's been in the doghouse, is this a game we see a wild factor from Quez? You know, I I don't know. I, I to be honest with you, Rob, I would say I said it yesterday. Barrett wasn't on yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners try to double up on on uh, AJ Brown, which means Devontae could have a big game because he'll get a lot of one on one coverage. You know, I think. Shanahan, D'Amico Ryan, smart enough to know that AJ is is Jalen's go-to guy. You know they're boys. There's a reason why he's had 1,400 receiving yards this year. So how do you try to defuse that? If you can defuse it, you start with that. You know you put a little extra coverage his way, whether it's zone coverage or zone. You know, and and then you float to man to man. You know, and, and you you isolate Devontae more one on one against whatever ward it is. You know, so. If you if you force me to say one name, I'll say this could be, be the game Devontae could could really have a big game 
because they're, they're more concerned about other pieces in the equation. I think uh, great points on from both of you guys. I, I think AJ does have a big game no matter what, even if there's a target on his back. I, I think he's ticked off at the way last week went. I think he's happy his team won, but he wants to contribute more. I think he's had discussions with a, with Jalen this week. I think the coaches, even though they won't say that publicly, will look to get yeah. him going early. I think it's going to be a big week for him. I do. I think he's going to do a lot of damage, AJ. I don't know if it's if it's ticked off as much as was the little nagging injuries that we heard about bothering him to the point where it kind of affected him. Now he's going to be ready to go this week. Um, was he frustrated more so than just ticked off because he only had three catches? You know, at this point of the season, everybody's ailing, and and there's an ailment that's going to pop up on somebody every day that you're not expecting. And sometimes they're little nagging things, but they affect how you function within the structure of the game. And maybe it kind of hindered some of the things he wanted to do, wanted to do in terms of running a route, twisting his body a certain way, getting off of press coverage. Yeah, I don't know, you know. But if he uses that combination of being ticked off and frustrated, that could be a combustible A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. No yes. question. We, we, we also ran the ball 44 times. Yeah, right. that too. So that that took away from them. Yeah. Odds the are run. that's not happening against the best team against the run. You're going to run it 44 right. times. Odds are that's we not happening. We say that because, but the last two years before this year, we played against the number one, um, the Saints, uh, against the, you know, against rushing, and we ran the ball all over. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, this 49 team they do have bona fide stars mm-hmm. at certain positions. You know what I'm saying? Like that. All right, they have bona fide stars on each level. The D-line, Nick Bosa. The linebacking position, they've got uh, Warner. And then at the um, the secondary, Hufunga. Yeah. But then after that, then after that, it's not a lot that you have to fear. You know what I'm saying? From the defensive Mm -hmm. side. From the defensive side. Yeah. But you look at the Eagles' defense, you got four guys with 10 sacks or more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got us in the linebacker position. But as far as the um, the um, defensive backs, we got three bona fide stars that can go out there and ball. Well, at least two. Two bona fide stars with Slay and Bradbury. With Maddox, if Maddox comes back, and even if he doesn't come back, C.J. Garner-Johnson being there. We're cool as far as covering whoever we need to cover. As long as they stay assignment correct, play fundamental football, it could be a long day for Brock Purdy. We played against great running backs. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Christian McCaffrey's a good running back. But will I say he's the best running back we played this year? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. We played against a real – in fact, we've shut down some of the best backs in the league. Saquon Barkley, like it or not, Saquon Barkley I think is a better back than, than, than he is. You put Saquon Barkley on that same team, bruh. Yeah, there wouldn't be any there ain't anything you can't do without uh with what you know that they wanted to do. Chris McCaffrey, you put him in 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 that in that offense over there. I mean, he'll still be good, but Barkley is a far better back than 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 what we had at Christian McCaffrey. What we see in Chris McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So everybody's making a big stank on it. Yes, that's a great thing that they brought in Christian McCaffrey with that offense. But damn it, I played against better guys than Christian uh, than Christian McCaffrey when they just played against probably the best back in the league. Saquon, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? What does if 
Maddox can go. What does he bring and what does he allow you to do against the team that's got some weapons that they can throw at you? It puts you in a great position to put um, CJGJ in a position that he can now play instinctually. When he's at the slot corner position, he has to cover the slot corner. You put him at safety, now he's that ball hawk that he had. That's why he has six interceptions. He played instinctual. He sees things happen and develop in front of him. And plus he puts <clears throat> – more, um, it puts more experience on the field. When they start running around, they're doing all that motion and stuff like that. Reed's a young guy. Reed's a rookie. He might make a mistake. When you got CJ going to Johnson back, we're hoping he's not going to make a mistake because he's been in the league a lot long. He's seen things happen before. You put Avante <clears throat> Maddox back in his natural position. Now he's playing at a high level because he can play any of those guys, and, and, and I, I trust him to be out there. You can even put him on Kittle. Even though he's small, but he's one of those feisty – all up in your junk type of guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you you can play a much more aggressive defense when you have those type of players in there because you got veteran guys. It's the guys that started the year out, and they can play their best football with him back in. I mean, there's a comfort level to having your starters in there. Sure. A comfort level. So, Derek, I mean, oh, go ahead, Barry. Sorry. That's just, I mean, that's what he brings to the table. That comfort level, which allows you to call a more defensive-minded game. They're going to have to play more press coverage. It's a must. Because if you let those guys in their motions open up and run free and don't mm-hmm. touch them or, 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 you know, have too much of a cushion, it, it's hard to play against guys like that. It's hard to react. You know, you read react like that. Sometimes you got to go out there and force the issue. Make them go where they don't want to go. Take that first read away from Brock Purdy. If you take that first read away, he got to go to second or third read. I can almost guarantee you that that defensive line will get there before he gets to a second, third read. That's right. Look, that's fair. Uh, how big will the home field advantage be, Gunner? I've been in that stadium many times. And you, when you talk about a 12th man, uh, in this case, that 12th man has been imperative in a lot of situations for this team in big games. And I think that place is going to be as loud. I wish they kept records on the decibel levels for big games at Lincoln Financial Field because I think in this case the decibel level is going to be as loud as as it's ever been. You'll be able to hear the crowd noise two, three, four miles down I-95 South. You know, it's going to be that loud in there Um, from, from kickoff to finish. Unless, and I don't think it's going to happen, unless the 49ers find some way to silence the crowd, this place is going to be rocking just like it was in January of 2005, just like it was in January of 2018. This place is going to be off the charts. Can, can Purdy handle that kind of noise? He's never endured that kind of noise before. That's what we're going to all find out. You know, um, can he handle this situation? Can he handle a, a defense that has that 70 quarterback sacks in the season? Can he handle all this? He's never been in a game of this magnitude on this level. Never traveled this far east to play a game of this magnitude on this level. Never been in a hostile environment like this in a game of this magnitude on this level. Those are all things we're going to see. But I guarantee you one thing. If you're in that stadium, your ears are going to be ringing for an hour, at least an hour after that game is all said and done. <laughs> I, I promise you that. I'm going to throw you another, another lob that you can just throw down and dunk. All right. So, um, well, at first, I have this question. How much will they move Bosa around in your estimation? Will they try and get him matched up on Mylotta? Maybe get him away from Lane Johnson? Will they move him from side to side, do you think? 
I think they will move him to side to side till they find out who he's more comfortable with. And I think the biggest matchup for him will probably be against Jordan Malata. Mm-hmm. His speed, you know what I'm saying, is is it's tough. And Jordan's kind of struggled, you know what I'm saying, for a better half the season. Mm-hmm. Even though he played well, he's kind of struggled against mm-hmm. those type of rushers. That's a man, bro. Nick Bosa was bred to be a pass rusher. Yeah. No, like, no, B. Brooks, Brooks. That's not a man. That's a grown man. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I got to give him his props. And I say this to say, him going against Jordan Malata, same thing to make you laugh, make you cry. Because, yeah, you want to go against him on pass plays. But, boy, when Jordan come off the ball and put mm-hmm. all 380 pounds on you, mm-hmm. that's a different, that's a different, you know, uh, um, a different being, you know what I'm saying, trying to – that's like rocking two people. You're trying to go against two people at one time. Right. And I think that's where we'll get a lot of the, you know, take his legs away from him as far as making him tired, you know what I mean? This game is going to be a war of attrition. You know what I'm saying? Who's a, what offense is out there on the field the most? Town possession will have to be in the Eagles' favor for us to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, keep that rookie off the field. Make them get anxious. Make them, you know, overthink things. You know, make them go out there and press the issue while you keep your offense out there and just run the rock consistent. Mm-hmm. Run the rock. Run the rock because that's what I want them to do. But I just can't see them. I can't see them doing that because they see so much out on the outside versus those DBs of the, of, of, of the 49ers. It's just too appetite. They, they don't know. They can't stop themselves from doing it, man. They just can't. I'm just letting you guys know right now. They can't stop themselves. Right now, they're all like this. I'm going to have a field day. One-on-one with Dante, <laughs> one-on-one with AJ. I'm having a field day. And that's what they're thinking. I promise you that's what they're thinking. How about um... – the, from the Eagles' defensive standpoint, uh, obviously Trent Williams is, is his own sort of entity over there. We know how good he is, but BG will have a great game against him. You think so? I'm predicting right now BG gets a sack on him. Okay, okay. Why is BG a good matchup for him? Because he's low, he's short. It's kind of like Hugh Douglas. Yeah, he, I hated blocking Hugh Douglas because I always had to bend down because he played so low and he makes you bend at your knees and to try to block him. They have versatile pass rushing moves. BG's the same exact way. He plays so low. Great ankle build. They can lean. They can go around the corner. You know what I'm saying? And those are the hardest guys to block. So that's why BG is so good. Plus, BG never stops. He's always going full speed. Always going, you know, and and mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like Sweat's going to go out there and, and, and get him going. And here comes BG to finish the deal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great I, – I think BG gets a sack. I promise you, BJ gets a sack. And on the other side, yeah, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, that's going to be a thrashing. They're going to want to get the ball out their hand, but they're not going to be able to. That's going to be a thrashing on him. He's going. He's going. He's going to be wearing. He's going to be wearing. Uh, uh, um, the glitchy. No, you know he's going to be wearing Purdy like a cheap suit all day. <laughs> he's going to be draped all over Purdy. I'm telling you. Drink oh all man. Over. I like your line earlier, all up in his junk. All right, let, let's get a, <laughs> let, let's get a timeout. Uh, Xander, we'll skip the line. Uh, uh, we'll get a quickie in here, uh, and when we come back, we are going to talk to the man himself, the one and only. And he's looking dapper. I my sources have told me that. I can't reveal how I know this, but he is uh, he is looking dapper. We'll talk to Sal Palantonio when we come back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hey, Eagles fans! Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey, Giordano. 
who's ready to get another one of these? But first, we got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds! Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. My name is uh, Francois Leno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. that meets both your needs and budget. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
Oh, we're back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take, Ticket Sports YouTube Network. He is Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. Always, always a treat. And you know what? When it's it's a big game, you got to have Sal Powell on. I mean, what, what, are we kidding ourselves? And Boom! Look, look at what he's bringing to the table. Ty, I told you guys. Clean as the board my, of hell. My sources don't lie when Sal's bringing the A game. Okay, <laughs> Sal Pal Antonio, national correspondent for ESPN. What's up, Sal? I'm here at Novacare, as you can see over my shoulder. I'm on the upstairs yeah. uh, of the media house. You guys know it well. I've yep. uh, been pretty much embedded here all week, and if things go right on Sunday, I'll be here all next week and in Arizona with the Philadelphia Eagles. I cannot believe it's happening. You know, when you think about it, uh, they're back as a number one seed, second time in five years. So we looked it up. No team in NFL history has been the number one seed twice in five years with two different head coaches and two different quarterbacks. And who is wow. the common denominator? Wow. Who's the common denominator? Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lord. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Howie yeah. Roseman just voted as the Pro Football Writers of America Executive of the Year. So I texted Howie last night to congratulate him around dinner time. And uh, he said, thank you. And then he really quickly followed up and said, you know, it's about Sunday. It's all about Sunday. We have a great uh, responsibility and a great opportunity for everyone. And then three emojis like this. One, two, three. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, first of all, he probably is uh, very superstitious like we all are. Right. And don't want to overstate your case before the almighty, right? Uh, <laughs> right, D-Gun? Don't want to overstate your case. No, never, never, man. Never, never. Never, never want to do that, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a Catholic boy. I, I was taught earlier on that one. But, uh, that, 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 it doesn't matter what denomination you are. Don't overstate your case to the almighty. So, um, you know, but, you know, the bottom line, though, is, guys, they realize this is a for real football team they're playing on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no question. Hey, Sal, Sal, when you you have analyzed, dissected, separated every aspect of this matchup, and you always send me great insight articles and comments and stuff you've come up with, what are some of the key intangibles that you're looking at in this matchup Sunday? Well, I think the number one thing when you look at it, where do the Eagles have an advantage? They have an advantage with their offensive line against the Niners' defensive line. The Cowboys could not block the Niners. The Eagles are going to block the Niners. Yeah. They are. Uh, and and I tell you, the other thing is that the Niners couldn't block the Cowboys. If they couldn't block the Cowboys, they're certainly not going to block this group right. right now. I think the front four of the Eagles is playing at a very high level. What you're seeing and what we have on the matchup show, Greg Cosell does a piece on our matchup show tomorrow morning on ESPN2, uh, he has a, a very detailed piece of how Jonathan Gannon has used more loops and stunts, particularly with number seven on the left side, and mixed it up a lot more with a couple of blitzes that you haven't seen early on this year. They play matchup zone behind it. And so I think the Eagles' defensive line against the Niners' offensive line is a major mismatch. Last week, the Niners couldn't block the Cowboys. I think they'll have a problem blocking mm -hmm. the Eagles' defensive front. On the other side, the two linebackers of the Niners, 
Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Uh, I think that they are the two best position players anywhere on the field on Sunday. Yeah, I said it. Wow. I do. I do believe any position player at any level, I think they're the two best. I think Warner's the best linebacker in the NFL, the best. And when mm-hmm. you plug in the tape, you look at him. Rob, he doesn't miss tackles. Nope. He's fast sideline to sideline. He's trying to clutch the ball out all the time. Mm-hmm. I think they'll try to take away Dallas Goddard and make Jalen Hurts hold it a little bit more and see if he'll take off and then go after him. Mm. Sal, will they, will they, and we were talking about this earlier. Do you think Warner will be more on uh, Goddard or in a spy role at all with Jalen? Will they utilize that with him or do you somebody else in that, in that role? If you look at the Niners, right, Rob, they haven't really faced a dual threat running quarterback since week one. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. And he wasn't the same guy then, you know? No, he wasn't. He was in the baby. He was taking baby steps. Right. Yeah. In his development. And Jalen Hurts is a fully grown, you know, monster (laughs) at the position. (laughs) Bad man. Bad man. So I don't know what they're going to do. There's no tape on them of what they will do with a running quarterback because they haven't faced one all year since week one. Yeah. Mm And uh, Fields, although he was in the embryonic stages of his development, uh, had two touchdown passes. The team as a whole rushed for 100 yards. They rushed for 100 yards as a team, I think 99 yards. So they haven't faced an animal like like Jalen Hurts, a whole different animal completely. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do, but, um, you know, a lot of defensive coordinators, and and, and Barrett, you, you know this, they don't want to waste a body in a spiral, especially against a team that yep. has multiple components to deal with. That's what mm. I'm just telling them. I was just telling them that. But let me let me ask you this, because I know you're you're a great judge on on what coaches bring to the league. And and let, give me your evaluation on on who the best coaching staff you think is, you know, going into this game. You know, whether it's wow. Nick Nick and his guys or Shanahan and his guys. I know that's pretty tough, but you know, I mean, you got three virtually three candidates for head coaching jobs on, on between the two teams. Yeah. Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, D'Amico Ryans. Yep. Yeah. I think all four teams. Yep. Uh, you got great defensive coaches all the way through the line. And yep. Cincinnati's guy is underrated on defense. That guy gets no love. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know why. It's yeah. Luan Aramo and uh, yeah. Steve Spagnolo. Yep. Sal Palantonio, that's a game in it. And I, can, <laughs> I, can get a, I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's better to answer your question more seriously. I think it's a wash. I think these coaches, you know, okay. Shanahan's a smart guy. But here's the thing is that Shanahan has been beaten in certain s- couple of games where he outsmarted himself, right? Yep. Like, Obviously, right. the Super Bowl against the Patriots, even the championship game last year against the Rams. So, uh, and you know, if Dak, honestly, if Dak Prescott doesn't throw those two picks, I think Dak Prescott saved Shanahan from Shanahan in that game. He was mm-hmm. throwing the ball in the first half. Um, I don't think they can do that in this game, especially if they're playing from behind. Yeah. So, so people in Philadelphia. And I understand why this, you know, they're tired of hearing about this Brock Purdy story. Give me your evaluation of what you've seen of this young man and what, what Shanahan has done with him 
to get him to this point? I see a young CEO in the making. I think he's, I think they have settled their issue at quarterback. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know what they do with Trey Lance at this point. Wow. I mean, I'm not speaking out of school here. Am I really? Come on. The no. guy hasn't lost the game and he looks good doing it. Yeah. I don't know how you put him on the bench. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. really don't. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, Lance is such a, a question mark. You know, we had Matt Mayaka on a little bit earlier, Sal, and he's like, I, I know way more about Purdy than I know about Lance. And this guy was there, you know, we traded up, to, they traded up to get him. It's, yeah. But they it's didn't, they, yeah. they haven't paid him the money yet, right, Rob? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So what do they have really invested but the draft picks? Yeah. You know, you look at Brock Purdy. So schematically, what is he good at? He's good at boot action, moving the platform mm-hmm. out of the po- out of the pocket like Kirk Cousins. Ball is precise. Ball gets out of his hands. He's decisive. He doesn't hold on to the ball too much. So you don't see him getting hit a lot. So what did the Cowboys do? They flushed him to his left, mm-hmm. right? And he was, when he was under duress to his left, uh, you know, he was less effective. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the biggest things uh, is yards after catch. You know, when you're talking about Debo Samuel and you're talking about Kittle and, you know, even throw McCaffrey, whomever, Ayuk, these guys can really get after it after contact. It's going to be huge for the Eagles to be solid tacklers in this one. Yeah. And I don't think they put the pads on in a while. So, yeah. Oh, I, I, listen, Rob, this team has not faced. Mm-hmm playmakers on offense like this uh kettle's a uh, george kittle's a beast yeah debo debo samuel may be the best dual threat wide receiver running back in the national football league and his ability to break tackles the design is so good the pitches the motion the reverses the jet sweeps uh you know you got to have your head on a swivel when it comes to this niners offense and then the thing that really worked for them in the second half against the Cowboys was those quick hits, right? So um, McCaffrey was like seven steps back. He would get ahead of steam and he would hit the hole really hard with a real fast head of steam and really punch the hole against the Cowboys and get four or five yards, get three or four yards. It, you know, all you got to do is get one home run, and, the, and and a game like that is over. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, a game that's going to be that tight. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that one. How about Sirianni, Sal? You know, we, get, we give Shanahan a lot of love for what he's done. He's done an amazing job with the third-string quarterback and, and certainly how he's assembling a roster that is just unbelievable. But you look at it, after that 2-5 and five start last year, Sal, I mean, this team has been on a tear in terms of wins. And we saw that, you know, they got their taste last year. The Bucks disposed of them. But now you look at it, and he's on the precipice of a Super Bowl here, uh, at least getting to one. Just talk about the job that he's done. I think he's coach of the year. I can't understand why there's even a debate. They had the best record through most of the year. He remade Jalen Hurts. So come on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, Jalen Hurts was one-dimensional. Now he's two-dimensional, and he's on an MVP track. And they only lost one game, really, yeah. the Washington game. With Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. So, you know, he was so good at messaging, whether he was sending messages to his players or to the city. You know, he was so good, but he got trumped. He got trumped by Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Jalen Hurts came up with the greatest message that I have seen, 
And I got one for you guys. Here we go. This is yeah. it. There it is. Oh, uh, you got one. It's you a got Philly there. It's Philly. I like it, Sal. Wait, is that a T-shirt or a hoodie? No, oh, oh, come on. That's a hoodie. Come on, come on, baby. That's a hoodie. Look at you. Look at you. Sal's going to have that underneath that that sharp, you know, dress coat that he's going to be rocking on Sunday morning when he does his hit that he does every Sunday, no matter what the conditions are. I love it. No, this was a gift. This was a gift from the Eagles, uh, and and I appreciate it, but it is going to uh, a gentleman at NFL Films who does a great job all year long being the stage manager on the NFL matchup show. He is a big Eagles fan. And all I want him to do is walk around Northeast Philly all weekend. <laughs> Wait, is that our buddy? Hoodie. Is that Dan Albright? Is that our guy? Uh, yeah. It's going to Dan. Uh, we used nice. to work with Dan. Yeah. Nice. Dan's now, the best. now you just, you just gave away the secret. Just between us. All right. We need a prediction, Sal. We know you got to run and we appreciate yeah. you squeezing us in, man. What, what do you think in this one? So uh, I, I'm, I don't think it's a blowout. I think this, this, I think, you know, here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see them force the ball to AJ Brown deep. I think that's right. a mistake. Just be, just be who you are and what you did to get here. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be good enough for them to beat the Niners. I got them winning 24 to 20. I think it'll be uh, a yeah. nail biter, a close game. Yeah. I got to hit you with the AFC. I'm going to be really yeah. selfish. Who wins Bill, uh, Bengals and uh, Chiefs? Uh, I like the Bengals a lot. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Sal, you are the man. And Thank uh, you, we brother. appreciate you getting us in here. And we're looking forward to your work the entire weekend. And keep it up, man. Keep up the great work. It's always a pleasure having you on. Hey, hey, Sal. Oh, Sal, by the way, three three Hail Marys and four Our Fathers, by the way. Hey, Sal, just remember, yes, you are – where you're where, supposed to be. Where you're supposed to be. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right, brother. That's there it. you go. Sal, listen, man, thank you. We appreciate you. All Thanks, right. D-Gun is the greatest advice any man has ever given me. Thank you. Thank that's you, my right, brother. Sal. I'll take care of you. <laughs> we got blessings in there. We got everything. We worked it all in there. Yeah, five Hail Mary. <laughs> Couple glory bees. It's oh, all good. Goodness. Yeah, it's all good. Man. Um, that was good stuff. That was good analysis. He's right. Uh, Barry, I think you talked about it earlier in the week uh, with you know, Purdy being flushed out to his left a little bit uh, in that Cowboys game. Be interesting to see if the Eagles don't take that same approach for sure. Because it makes you throw, it makes you throw um, across your body. Yeah. And that's when you make mistakes. If it's not, if, but when that pass rush gets in and, and, and I mean, Hassan's going to be on like stank on for you. I mean, I'm telling you, he's going to be, he's going to be wearing them like a cheap suit, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be beating him, man, and he's gonna have to roll out that way. They're gonna have to find some way to get him out of the equation, and the only mm-hmm. way you can do that is make him go somewhere else. Because if you keep a tight end that side, yeah, then you're you're virtually taking your tight end out of the game plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I so hear you. You, you, I you hear want it. to you want to make sure that you can run the the whole offense, but how disruptive. And pissed off Hassan Rennick is going to play like. Oh, you're going to have to do that. I mean, he's he feels so slighted right now, yep. and disrespected. So people that aren't thinking about players. That. Yeah, good. Exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> good so, man, I love it. Any any answer added motivation is good for me. He's super pissed right now. Super yeah. pissed. Yep. Hey, let me hit you with this, guys. Uh, 
According to Ian Rappaport, rap sheet from the NFL Network, uh, D'Amico Ryans has emerged as the top candidate for the Texans. Uh, sources tell him and Tom Pelissaro. He's expected to meet with Houston at some point next week after the game. There's mutual interest. If all goes well, could be their next head coach. Well, that's perfect because that's where he started his career. Down yep, here. hell of a player for them. Yeah, yep. he was. You know, and when he came here, he was just as good a player. No question. Yeah, he was he was a brains on that defense here. He's such a smart individual. That's that's just like Frank Wright going back to Carolina. You know, who took the first snap ever in the history of the Carolina Panthers? Frank Wright. First touchdown he, pass. First yeah. touchdown pass was a starting quarterback down there for th- the first three years in the existence of that organization. Who was a player that was loved and adored down in Houston? You know, D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's. You know, everybody loved this dude. Nobody ever had a bad thing to say about him. And he was a premier linebacker in his day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm not surprised one bit that he's emerged as the top candidate. Yep. Maybe that's what that organization needs. But like I said before, when we brought up what kind of coach would even consider going down there, I think they will respect D'Amico enough to guarantee him more than one year. Because if you try to blow D'Amico out in one year, you realize nobody's going to want that job. No, no, that's it. You, you can't you, keep you this can't up. You can't do that anymore. You no. can't. It's two no. coaches in a row. You can't. David Culley, you know, you, you know, you can't do that anymore. You know? No, no. You got you got to get somebody in there that's uh, yes. You got to give them three years. Yes, you disrespected two men that are very highly thought of in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in the last two head coaches you've had down there, and oh by the way, uh, by the way, both of them have been African American coaches, right? So you have to take all of this into consideration now Mm -hmm. when you decide who is going to be at the helm. You're going to have a new quarterback. You're going to have a high quarterback draft pick. You're revamping your roster. This is going to be a crawl. This is not going to be a speed race to get back to prominence in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. You need somebody who's well-respected, and you give them the leeway to turn this thing around. That's D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, look, I I, 100%. It would be a home run as far as I'm concerned, uh, higher-wise. No question. If he ends up down there. So we'll see. And, um, you know, Gannon's still in the mix for Denver. Uh, Steichen still being considered, you know, who knows? I mean, so we, we know that one spot, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, Frank Reich is, is in Carolina. We know that one's gone. So, you know, they're, they're dwindling here. And Sean Payton's still kind of looming, you know, and, and lingering around too. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening there uh, with them. So, all right, look, I want to hit a couple other things before we really go, you know, all in on our NFL segment in about uh, 10 minutes here, guys. But let me hit you with a couple. Uh, Billy Packer passed away. Billy Packer. Uh, for, for those of you who are maybe a little bit younger or may not remember, but he was the preeminent analyst for college basketball for a really, really long time. I mean, in fact, I mean, pretty remarkable run that he had. So he called 34 straight final fours between NBC and CBS. He was 82 years old. He was, uh, a lo- he was with Dick Enberg back in the day. Then he was with Brent Musburger. Then he was with Jim Nance. Uh, and he ended up, I think they kind of forced them out in 08. I don't know exactly what went down, but nonetheless, a crazy run for, for Billy Packer with college basketball. Packer was synony- synonymous with excellence in the Final Four. No question about it. You know, And you look at his uh, resume, you don't realize that he played on the grandest stage when he was a player back in the early 60s. You know? Wake Forest, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he, um, he briefly coached as well, but he gave it up in 72 and went right to the booth and became synonymous with the NCAA tournament from that point on. I, and like I told you guys in the pre-show meeting, I was shocked that he st- he, he bowed out in 2008. I thought it was much later, like 10, 11, 12. Right. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you miss his voice, uh, his excitement, his enthusiasm, 
you know, so, you know, you know, may he rest in peace, man. He, he, uh, he meant a lot to college basketball in the heyday of it really becoming an, an event, an annual event, mm-hmm. you know, when the networks decided they were going to marquee this and, and, and have it explode in the national scene, you know, the combination of Jim Nance and Billy Packer, they, I mean, you couldn't pick the better combination to call games in a, in, in a scenario of that magnitude. Yeah, and he called that uh, the 79 game with Magic and Bird, which really put college basketball on the map. Uh, wow. I mean, that was the yeah, game yeah. when those wow. two guys were, yeah, went for the national champ, Magic and, and Michigan State beat Indiana State. But that was the game uh, back then. Uh, another thing to keep your eye on, too, Sixers play the net, uh, Nuggets tomorrow. That should be a really good one. You got the number two team in the East and the number one team in the West. That's going to be a fun one, uh, Embiid and the Joker going against each other. But Joel Embiid gets snubbed, guys. He is not starting. In the in the All Star game, uh, it is uh, crazy. He, it, it, it leading okay. score. You got Durant, Kyrie Irving, Tatum, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and Giannis are your are your starters in the East. And the the, the way the voting goes, it's fifty percent fans, twenty five percent players, twenty five percent media. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else Embiid has to do here, but his team's the number two team in the East, and he's the leading scorer in the in the in the league. I, I don't get it. It's just another part of Philadelphia. Negative. Um, Negadelphia. I mean, the negativeness they have about, I mean, all of our teams, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's sickening, man. It pisses me off, man. I, I just rant about this all the time because I, I see it, man. It's, it's, it's like, it's personal or something. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's ridiculous how much we get screwed out of everything. Like I should not be sitting here talking about a 49er team, you know, and the respect that they get. And the lack of respect we get, you know, I mean, it's, it's just what it's been. It's been that way. I just want the people to just keep that same energy, keep that same energy. It pisses me off. You know, everybody talking about you know, 49 is this 49 is that. I mean, come on, man. The past two months I've been throwing up, man. All the 49er talk, bro. I can't wait to this game on Sunday. I hear you. I what did you, what did you athletes do in Philadelphia bear to tick off the outside? <laughs> Uh, what did you guys do? What did you do? It man? was it was done well before. Yeah, it's I not Barrett's fault. This started a long time ago, man. Way before uh, I had so many snowballs. Yeah, 1969, when that when that drunken Santa Claus had snowballs right. thrown at him. Give you, me know a many, break. you know how many times I had to hear that story when I first got here oh, in '97? God's sake! Right, at least right over now. the first five six years, it's like almost every time the Eagles would play a game and you'd have a new set of announcers, they would bring that up. Like that was their defining moment, their history of Philadelphia. This snowball incident from what the late sixties, early seventies, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean seriously. It was after a while. Yeah, it was after a while. It gets old, man. You know because you don't. You know, and, and luckily since I've been here, you hear the stories behind it. You know, people have done behind the scenes stories, talk to some of the people involved with the stories, and it's not as blown up as the national perspective has made it to be through the years. But it's just amazing how when it comes to Philadelphia, people on the outside looking in, and who knows, I might have been one of those also had I not ever lived in this region. You know, they, they grab a narrative and they run with it. You know, it's just like social media. You know, you grab a narrative, somebody says something, and no matter what happens after that, people keep going back to the same junk. Yeah, it is tired. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's a tired, played out, you know, utter nonsense. But uh, here's what I wonder. I'll ask you guys this. Last thing on the Embiid thing, not not getting the starting nod. It, it goes one of two ways, right? You use it as fuel just to take everybody apart, right? It, it either goes that way or you get kind of mopey. Do you guys remember the way he played in the playoffs at first when he didn't get the MVP? He was kind yes, of mopey. Yeah. Yes, yes. What do we What do we get here? 
You know, I, I don't I don't know which Joel you get. He's hard to he's hard to get a well, three strikes you're out if you do it again, bro. I agree. It can't, the it can't last be, two years you've done it. Yeah, I ain't with that BS this time, bro. Yeah, just go out there and prove. Yeah, you know, you play pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you look at Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler played pissed off. He took it personal mm-hmm. that they let him go. He needs you to say take it personal that they didn't mm-hmm. vote, uh, vote you as a starter. Yeah. I'm That's wicked. what he needs to do. I'm and, you know what? At this stage, he, it's got to be water off a duck's back. I mean, because it's happened too frequently. You know, somewhere within himself, you know, he's got to say, you know what? I don't even care anymore, man. You know, yeah. my numbers speak for themselves. I don't have to prove anything to I anybody. Yeah. And while it's a, it's a nice gesture, you know, and 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 I w- I want the recognition. You can't f- you can't pout about that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's too much. There's too much basketball still to be played. You can't let something like this affect your game, man. You're in a race with the Boston's, the Milwaukee's, the Cleveland's, the yeah. Brooklyn's. It's a lot of the number state. one seed in the East, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. you got a foot, you got a foot issue to worry about more so than start. Matter of fact, you shouldn't even be near an all-star game with that foot issue. Ah, da, da. Even well, if I was I, voted to start, I'm telling hey, look, I'm bowing out. I appreciate the uh, yeah, I'm, I hear I'm you. out. You know? I hear you. And and look, no better time than tomorrow to start. You know, go with the Joker. I, yeah. I know this is going to be easy, yeah. but you know, if he plays, yeah, exactly. Well, if he plays, yeah. yeah. But I mean, show up tomorrow, man, and don't, don't, don't look like you know somebody stole your puppy. You know, go out there and and, and take it to him. I, I hope that's the attitude he takes. I honestly don't know because I didn't like I didn't like the body language last year when he didn't get the MVP. Right. As right. much as you know, you can absolutely admit a case that he should have gotten it, but no I wanted to show up, man. Um, all right, so that's going to be a good one tomorrow, and then the Flyers. Uh, Flyers taking on Winnipeg. So that's what uh, that's what we have coming up. So we're going to dive into the NFL stuff here, guys. We'll get pretty heavy into that AFC championship game. Obviously, we'll continue with the Eagles as well. And we're going to get our predictions in here. We'll tell you how the game story is going to is going to shake out and all those kind of things. But uh, we'll get some coaching movement, some rumors, some things that are floating around. We mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that D'Amico Ryans has moved up as the favorite uh, for the Texans. So we'll see how that shakes out. He's got another interview coming up this week, but we'll get into all those kind of things uh, when we come back. Xander, I'll do Flynn uh, right now. So that's Derek. That's Barrett. I am Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. And here's the beauty. They're just a quick phone call away. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve as southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. By the way, they specialize in full tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. And keep in mind, we got the storm season coming up. we got some nasty weather on the way. That's for sure. It's a great time to get your trees evaluated. Just give them a call. They'll come out, and they'll, they'll tell you, hey, you got an issue here or you're good here. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Hey, Eagles fans. Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Who's ready to get another one of these? But first, got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds!
Crafty Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. My name is uh, Francoeno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. everybody friday friday yes we are now 49 hours away derek you love it you can't get enough 49 hours away from kickoff between the eagles and the 49ers <laughs> three o'clock on sunday uh, all right let's talk a little football more football gents uh so dan quinn is staying in dallas he will stay on as the offensive coordinator he's taken his name out of the hat by the way he's not the only one it seems like nobody wants any parts of that colts job have you guys oh, this? Would you? Uh, no, but every candidate's like, yeah, I'm all right, man. Right, uh, right. No thanks. Uh, so, all right. Quinn, you're the lean candidate. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, who's this? <laughs> well, no, I don't not. recognize this number. No, but uh, hey, you guys go wake up tomorrow. Barrett Brooks, leading candidate. That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Hey, can I can I go as the head of your 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 media uh, communication department? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Quinn's staying in Dallas. I I would refer to him. Rob, he wouldn't have no parts of Rob. You're like, uh, that's all right, guys. <laughs> I, I don't want to work for Jim Irsay, man. Rob, <laughs> Rob ain't never leaving Philly, man. Come I got on. enough problems. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but uh, I wish Quinn would have taken it because that would have weakened the Cowboys a little bit because he is a good coordinator as much as I hate to admit that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So he, he doesn't want any parts of it. He's going to, he's going to stay where he is with the Cowboys, but interestingly enough, interestingly enough, staying in the NFC East, uh, Wink Martindale is now going to have a second interview with the Colts Giants defensive coordinator. So you may not get it from the Cowboys, but you might get it from the Giants if he goes there. Did you know that Dallas is the only team since the Steelers of the early 70s that, to lead in takeaways in back-to-back seasons? I saw that stand. No. I had to look at it twice. I'm like, what? No, no I didn't know that. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas led the second year in a row they led in takeaways. 
No team has done that since the Steelers from 72 to 74 when they did okay. it three consecutive years. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's uh, he look, he's a heck of a coordinator. He's done a really good job there. I think, um, you know, we'll see. Eventually, I think he gets his, but it's, uh, you know, it's 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 got to be the right spot. And and then what happens is what tends to happen as time goes on. It almost becomes like a default thing, like nothing against Wink Martindale, but it feels like it may end up being him just by default. Like they're still considering Jeff Saturday and, and, right. and the people in Indianapolis are like revolting as they should be. Um, I, I so. think that's just a courtesy. If now Ursay is wacky as he is, I don't think that would be disaster if you did that. He's not ready for that job, man. He's, you know, he was exposed, you know, in yeah, terms yeah, of clock management situations. He's not ready for that. that. When you get to the NFL, you're not a novice, man. You got to be yeah. ready to go. You know, yeah. look what happened to Matt Rule in Carolina. He wasn't ready for that. Well, I mean, okay. Nathaniel Hackett, like we, Nathaniel the list goes Hackett. on and on and on. Yes. Guys are not prepared, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah come least. on, man. You got to have some yeah. proven track record to, to do that kind of job. Yeah. Wow. And, that, you know, the thing is, too, like if you have options, like obviously Quinn can stay in Dallas and do a great job and yeah. be right in the running for everything again next year. It's tempting to jump at any opportunity to be a head coach in that league. There's only 32 of them. I get it. But you also really better know that that owner's got your back. Like, like if I'm whoever takes that Houston job, if D'Amico does, I wish him all the best. But I wouldn't yeah. trust that guy, and yeah. I don't trust Ursay. You know, there's some bad yeah. spots. Like, I like I don't Ron Rivera. You know, even though he hasn't gotten them to the playoffs, I think has done a pretty nice job considering the moron who's running the team that he's absolutely. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, when I look when I look at this, I'm go ahead, Barrett. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I mean, I'm. Who would want to go take a job where the owner can't make his mind up of what the you know logo is going to be? Right. Yeah. Who 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 tried to you know make you know took pictures intimate pictures of his cheerleader? I mean that's a that's a crappy organization from a from a upstairs standpoint, man. Constant lawsuits. I mean it's it, it's about anything but football. You know, most of the time when it comes to that organization, right? I mean, that's even a, got the even got the feds involved in his organization. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah you seriously. got senators going after. You got everything, everything yeah. going in there. No. I mean, seriously, do you want to be a part of that? Boy, mm-hmm. speaking of that, guys, I watched uh, the Bernie Madoff. Uh, it's a four-part documentary on oh, Netflix last night. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, what that mm-hmm. guy did! To, to I mean, I, I we knew. Look, we knew what it, what a scoundrel he was, but when it, when you get it like detailed in front of you, and you say the way the way that he just wrecked lives, it's 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 it is a little depressing. I will yeah. tell you, but it's really well yeah. done for for whatever really? it's worth. If you're flipping around, yeah, I watched that. Wow, we, we finished it off last night, man. But it was uh, oof. and his own family too. I mean, his own family. He, he had his he had two sons who worked for him. One committed suicide. The other died of cancer at 48. Jeez. The wife was basically left homeless while he went to jail. I mean, wait, wait, she had no money saved. Did, did they take every dollar? Took everything. From him? They took everything away from him. She, wait, she, she wait literally ended up, she ended up living out of her car. Come on, man. Seriously. I'm not kidding you. I the money, you. the money he, 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 he took from people, the money he made any, any schemes and stuff like this. Yeah. You mean to tell me he they had nothing set aside for, for his. They death. took everything, wow. everything that was in his name were reparations for the people that he ripped off. He had a, he had a $7 million condo in Manhattan. 
he had a place in Palm uh, uh, Palm Beach. Is that Florida? Palm Beach or is it Palm? Yeah. yeah, Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. He had a, a place in France and he had a boat. They took all of that in, in, in reparations for how we ripped people off. Well, rightfully, rightfully so, but yeah. he had to make some legitimate money somewhere. No, it, no, he said he started out making money, then all of a sudden he just started the pyramid scheme. And yeah, that's right. I mean, they, they were like, you know, they were they, the way he did it was he was never crazy. invested their money. No, he never invested wow. their money. And he and had he, a guy upstairs, he had a couple guys upstairs, yes, that were just false document gains. But they, he, they would do it the next day, send it out. That's why he never lost. Wow, it's it's you gotta watch. I mean, it's it's worth the watch. Okay, I'm talking about going from the penthouse to the outhouse. I'm just thinking, you know, rightfully so, they took everything he scammed from people. But even during the time he was making legitimate money before he started doing this Ponzi scam stuff, you don't set aside anything for your wife, really? Yeah, nothing. They took that too. They took everything, anything that he, he invested or put away in his name. Yeah, bro, it was crazy. Like he, he, and the way he did it, like with his sons. Yeah, he like told him the day before he was about to, you know, come clean about everything. That's right. He just and told him the day before. Like they were hey, devastated. Guys. They really didn't know. I believe that that the right. sons didn't know because he he kept them away from that that nineteenth floor where he did all his dirty work. Jeez. So they didn't know the wife. The wife had to ask him what's a Ponzi scheme. Like like literally, <laughs> she didn't. Oh know. my goodness. And oh, then goodness. I'll just the last thing I'm going to say on this. So I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but. So after he tells the two sons, they're they're distraught, right? And they're so they're leaving his apartment, and they're like, "What what are we gonna do?" And the, the one's father, one of the kids' father-in-law, it was a lawyer. So we reached out to him, and he's like, "What do I do?" He's like, "If you don't turn him in right now, you're an accomplice." Right. Woo! So so they, the boys turned him in. The FBI showed up the next day at his apartment. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, man. Is Seriously. this on Netflix? Yeah, it's good. I, I'm telling okay. you, watch it. It's good. Okay. Anyway. I uh, didn't, didn't want to get off on too much of a sidetrack, but just wow. you know, I, I watched that like two weeks ago. And I was like, and I, I, I turned it on accidentally. Yeah, and I couldn't turn it off. It's compelling. Yeah. I, I will just tell you that, man. It's where it goes fast too. They're like four at four one hour episodes, and it, and it right. cranks by. <laughs> it cranks. Um, all right, so Barry, we didn't get your take. Frank Reich is the Panthers head coach. Uh, what, what do you think on that move by uh, Carolina? Great move by them. Frank Reich's going to get that team going in the right direction. He sees what he didn't do right as a head coach in Indianapolis, and he's going to use all that to make him a better coach with the Panthers. That's the best thing they could have done is bring in Frank Reich. Mm -hmm. Best thing they could have done. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about a stand-up guy. The players are going to love him. He's a former player, so he'll have a lot of respect in that locker room. it, it, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be good for him and good for that team. I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Now, his That's hands are tied behind his back yep. with the quarterback position, but mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the running the game, offensive line, defense, they've got all that stacked already. Yeah, that's the big thing. They, they, there, there's other components there, but we know, you know, if you don't get it right with the quarterback spot, it doesn't matter. They're going to have Absolutely. to get that right. Uh, that's for sure. And I, I will give give props to. Um, Steve Wilkes out the door. I thought he handled it very classy with the statement that he put out. Um, and Derek, I know you tweeted it out, but it was it was really really good. Uh, Read the statement. I didn't, I didn't see the statement. He, uh, um, you got to look at the statement. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Um, yeah, but but he he essentially, you know, just talked about how disappointed he was. You know, at the same time, he loved you know coaching these guys, and he, at the end, he re- wished Reich. Uh, all right, here it is. 
Uh, sun rose this morning, and by the grace of God, so did I. I am disappointed, but not defeated. Many people aren't built for this, but I know what it means to persevere and see it through. It was an honor for me to coach those men in Carolina Panthers locker room as an interim head coach. Players, coaches, and staff, thank you for your hard work and dedication. I took pride in representing Charlotte, a great city that uh, I love so much. Thank you to my family, friends, community for overwhelming support. I do wish Frank Reich all the best. I will always be a fan of the Carolina Panthers football team. Hashtag keep pounding Psalms uh, 37, 23, 24. So handled, handled like the gentleman that he is. out there. Right, right. Uses a little bit of fraternity stuff in there too, you know, see it through. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, my, he's my fraternity brother also. Okay. So. Very cool. Very cool. But uh, very cool to be handled coaching. right He'll be coaching, coaching somewhere next year. Yep. Yep. Well, no, so he's yeah. an offensive yeah. defensive coach. He's the offensive coach, D. right? D. Defense, he's a D defensive guy. coach, yeah. Yeah, he's a D guy. He'll be um, coach. He's the kind of guy you want in your organization, in your locker room. He is a mentor to young men. He's a perfect mentor to young men, both on and off the field. You yep. know, you know. think about how people go out, you know, kicking and screaming when they feel you've done them wrong, and they'll take a shot at somebody on the way out the door. He handles that as perfectly as you could possibly handle a situation like that especially if he felt the organization is telling him, hey, you got a good shot to remove that interim tag. You know, it felt like he was duped in the situation. But you know what? You go out with grace, and grace will be bestowed upon you somewhere else. Well said. Well said. Uh, All right, so other odds and ends. Mike LaFleur, Matt's brother, who was formerly the OC for the New York Jets, uh, has been hired by Sean McVay and the Rams uh, as their offensive coordinator. So Mike Mike LaFleur lands on his feet. He worked prior to going to the Jets. He was Shanahan's right-hand man uh, in San Francisco. So he's, um, you know, those guys know each other very well because Matt LaFleur coached under McVay. Uh, It's a whole Sean McVay tree, I guess, kind of to an extent. So he ends up there. Um, The, I, I, I saw this and I'm thinking, Oh man, I don't know. Is this a good thing or not? So Mike Hilton, who was a defensive back for the Bengals, has begun calling uh, Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead Stadium. Oh! It's, yeah, man. Oh! Yep. yep. Getting after it a little bit there. Uh, that's fire. Yeah, that's three straight. They've won three straight there, or three straight overall um, against the uh, against the, the Chiefs have the uh, Bengals. So they're they're kind of sniffing themselves a little bit. Well, we'll see how that ends up uh, uh, playing out. But that team does not lack for confidence, that's for sure. Would you, when you've owned no. supposedly the most potent team in the NFL over the last five years, would you, would you lack confidence? The weird thing is you've beaten all three, you've beaten them all three times, 27 to 24. That's crazy. It'd be, you've had the identical score, but the bottom line is you basically, you put this team in its place. You upset them and went to the Super Bowl. At, why would you fear them? If anything, they should fear you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. That's, 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 and then what was the defensive player said? Um, or is there anybody over in that locker room that you that you fear? He said, no, nobody. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Hey, you know, we're on this one, but yeah. that's going to be a heavyweight fight. Yeah, this one's going to be. that. Uh, hopefully the Eagles have taken care of their business. And I know we're all going to be tied up in our, you know, our, our postgame shows and all that. But hopefully you can just kind of enjoy the game and, and, and watch that one and let those two go and get after each other, man, out there in the AFC. But. Let, let's go there. Derek, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah. You know, th- this is a, it's a one point line. Chiefs are minus one. It started off the uh, Bengals were favored, but this is because Mahomes and he's practicing again today. Hasn't had any setbacks. Um, what do you think of that one? Big red against, uh, against Zach Taylor again. Well, 
I've been trying to see if Miko Hartman is 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 closer to playing this week. And I said yesterday, if Miko Hartman is playing for Kansas City, that's a huge plus in terms of stretching the field. You know, because they don't have that guy with you know Juju Smith Schuster and Marcus Valdez Scanling that can stretch the field. They're good on the intermediate game, excellent on the intermediate game. But what made that offense so lethal was when they had that Tyreek Hill over the top that could stretch the field. Miko Hartman could stretch the field. Um, plus, I'm sure some of Cincinnati's, you know, being being kind of a brave is the fact that they feel Mahomes is not going to be 100 percent as well. You know, right, right. which is going to be kind of limited. But man. You know, you know me. You know how I feel about Andy Reid, but you know what? You got to go with the signs sometime, and the signs have shown Cincinnati somehow, some way knows how to beat this team and hold them, hold them in the mid twenties. And I, 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 I never thought I'd say this. I, I like, I like Cincinnati by a couple of points in this game. Wow, can, can yeah. Barrett, can they pull it off four straight times, man? I mean, that's a lot. The Chiefs are in their fifth straight AFC Championship game. Can Cincy knock him off four straight times? The cynicalness in me said since Derek said that. <laughs> you're going the other go. way. You're your Chiefs all day now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, no, realistically, um, I mean, I like Cincinnati's defense. I like the way they play. Been underrated, playing, by the way. Underrated. Very, very underrated, man. They they can cover. But I mean, I, I the biggest part of me is saying I got to go with Cincinnati simply because they're firepower, man. The way they have a balanced running attack, and then they can pass when they want to pass, and I mean, go down the field, really go down the field, and Burrow has really became a master at playing with an inefficient offensive line. I don't know how he does it. Two years he in a plays, row, he plays with those guys, and and and. They go. I mean, it's not like they're going quick passes. They're going deep down the field, and he really understands the nature of how those guys are going to block, even though it's bad. He can play within that system and and still have chunk plays. Yeah. So I, I Cincinnati, I got to go with Cincinnati just because their defense. And I mean, there's only so much Sean Jones and and and, and what's his name? Uh, um, what the the linebacker oh. Bolt, Bowler Bolton. Bolton. There's only so much Nick Bolton can do. Um and, and and Chris Jones, Chris Jones and 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 Nick Bolton, they're the heart of that team. Yep, I love those two players, but they just don't have enough after that. You know, Kaloftis is starting to come on a little bit, but I don't think he has enough for this uh, Cincinnati team. Yeah, it's a hard game for me to handicap because I just I I know Mahomes in in these drills looks okay, but you know when he's cutting, guys are falling on him. How's that? How is that leg gonna hold up, man? Yeah. And, and that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Like if he's we know how, how good he is at off-schedule plays with getting out of the pocket yeah. and, and, and buying time and making some crazy, like, no-look basketball pass and all that. Is he going to be able to do all of those things that make him so great on, on a bad ankle? You know, that's the, oh, no. the hard part for me with this game. I can't get over the fact that Cincinnati went into Buffalo on a snow day and held Buffalo to 10 points in that game. Yeah. <laughs> in Buffalo, held and, them to ten Gunner, points. I never felt like they were really threatened. Like, no, they, exactly. They no. were in total control of that game. They jumped out fourteen nothing. Buffalo closed the gap a little bit, but you're right. I'm sitting there going, Bengals have them right where they want them, and they could never. Buffalo can never do do enough to come back and, and put any fear into Cincinnati. And like Barrett said a moment ago, I say this. I've, I've been saying this to myself. The fact that Joe Burrow has been officially sacked in the regular season 92 times 
over the last two seasons. Yeah. He still got to the Super Bowl, and he's still playing an AFC Championship game again this year. That's a special dude with some special weapons, man. You know, the defense flies at the ball. They 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 generate stops, turnovers. They're as balanced as anybody still playing right now in terms of the running game and the passing game. They've got three explosive weapons. Now, four if you count the tight end. Uh, four explosive weapons in the tight end game. They got everything you need to go in in Kansas City. And Arrowhead, I've always said Arrowhead is one of the three most loudest stadiums I've ever been in. That doesn't phase this team one iota. They find a way to win, and I think they're going to do it again. I'm sorry, yeah. Andy. Sorry yeah. I said it, Andy. Look, they're uh, they're a force to be reckoned with, man. I can only imagine what this looks like if once they ever get their offensive line right. Um, and, and as of right now, those guys, it doesn't look like they're going to be playing. So that's a, you know, that's a big deal. Big deal with those guys still out. We'll see how that shakes out. But um, it's going to be a fun game to watch, that's for sure. And two teams that know each other very well. And it's an, an amazing run for Andy. You know, that's for sure. I mean, the Bengals. We talk about how how well the 49ers are playing. Bengals have won ten straight. Yeah, they have. They've just been on fire. How about all three of the wins for the Bengals over the Chiefs in those last three have been by three points? Yeah, these games are super tight. Yeah, twenty-seven to twenty-four every game. Isn't that wild, man? That's just great. I wish I could see the game. I wouldn't even get to see the doggone game. Yeah, I hear you. That stinks. I mean, because by the time we finish our post game show, Eagles game finishes around six o'clock. That game starts at what six thirty? You are correct, sir. So I figure post game show for us will be over like eight o'clock. By the time I jump in my car to drive home, it's a two hour drive. I'm gonna miss the game. The only part of the game I'm gonna see, but don't tell my wife and kids. I punch it. I got this little phone holder. I punch it up on, on my phone on my phone and watch and listen to it while I'm driving down the road. Shh, because they get on me all the time about why are you watching game? I said. It's, the mo- it's modern technology. Blame modern technology. Not not a, a rabid football fan. It's not my fault. Yeah, It's like you yeah, being on a you. diet and people put tempting foods in front of you and all of a sudden you give in. Yeah, That's I know. the way it is. I know, what man. It's hard. it's hard when you're an addict yeah. and you're a football addict. I, uh, Barrett, we didn't get your take on this one. The, the Jets bring in Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, and a lot of the speculation is because he had such a tight relationship with Aaron Rodgers when he was at Green Bay as their coordinator that – they may end up trading Rodgers there. What, what do you think happens with uh, with Rodgers and the Jets? If Rodgers doesn't go there, he's fired the next day. What what has he done to to, to going to be an offensive coordinator there without um, having a Rod there? Yeah, he'll be fired the next day. You know what I'm saying? That's that's their plant to try to get him there. Smart by them. You know what I'm saying? Get hey, get our guy here. If he doesn't. Be tough on them. They have the resources to do it. They got a couple first round picks, you know. So I mean, yeah, I, I would, I, I would, I would say that that's where that's a landing place for a Rod at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to restructure and then they're going to end up trading him. I think that's yep. what ends up happening. Hey, uh, look, Sauce Gardner already said, "Hey, I would love to have an Aaron Rodgers here." He goes, "Look." My first and foremost, my job is just to do my job. But you know, he said Aaron Rodgers has been doing it since I was born, basically. Yeah, so, it's true. I love to have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers has been in the league, what, 18 years? Sauce Gardner is Sauce what, Gardner is, is, is younger than Brady's been in the league. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's already emerged as one of the elite shutdown corners in the game in his first year. Well, here's the, here's the other part of that. Not one of these guys has any qualms, like speaking out either about Mike White 
or Aaron Rodgers no, or no. anybody else besides no. Zach Wilson. They can't stand that guy. No. Like they cannot stand that dude in the locker room. I'm telling dude, you. When when you look at this Jets team, a team in an organization that has been down for so long, and you look at the personnel they have on both sides of the ball now, and they fully realize, as we on the outside looking in have talked about time and time again, all that organization needs is a quarterback to be a, a, a talking point from start to finish in the regular season. You know, hey, look, I'm not talking against Zach. I'm not talking against Mike White, but we're talking about Aaron Rodgers over here. Right. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I haven't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. This organization lacks a commitment in getting me wide outs on the outside since Devontae's left. They're going to try to tell me, just give these young guys time to develop. I'm almost 40 years old. I don't have time. Time's not on my side. I want to go where I can win now. Yeah, I hear you. Put him in a Jets situation. All of a sudden, you got you got Buffalo, Miami, New England looking sideways now because it's all the Jets were missing to start moving up that ladder. You know, all plus- they needed. And plus, he dates the same age girls as the as, as the Chris. I mean Wilson. They they they, they date. Now the Wilson likes age. them older than Rogers. Right. <laughs> Way older. So, so you would go from the milf hunter to the cradle snatcher. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Here what we I'm go. Saying, Here no it comes. One, Here right, it comes. right. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> They, I mean, they date the same age women. So all those women are about 40 something years old. And here oh it is, God. the young guys. He's probably, he's what, 24, 25? Rogers yeah, ain't so dating no 40 year old women, bro. No, that's way too. It's 20 <laughs> years too old for Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, hey, you go, they look, they go to the club together. They see a mom and daughter team right there, you know. So he's like, hey, they both look good. There's Zach's and there's there's Aaron's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Kevin Savar said Wilson will be chasing Aaron Rodgers' mother. <laughs> oh, you gonna come take my position? Oh, I got you. I, yeah, I, I get you. back at you. Yeah, yeah look, yeah. look, son. <laughs> hey, son. Hey, Dad. <laughs> oh my God. Oh uh, my goodness. Unbelievable. All right, so uh, Brian Dawkins will be the captain on Sunday, guys, for the Birds. Good oh. choice. Can you oh, ever go wrong there? Deal now. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Can you ever go wrong there? I mean, you bring a Weapon X back. Yep. What? Oh, he might crawl out of the tunnel, man. I know. He <laughs> might. Don't put it past him, man. I'm telling you, man. Bro, he, have you seen him lately? He can do that still. That dude, yeah, he's I ridiculous. Mean. The guy is as jacked as he's ever been. I'm on. Bro, I'm on a linebacker right now. I'm on zooms with him occasionally because I'm a part of his uh, foundation um, board of directors. That Duke, he could still play if he wanted to right now. Dude, right. I think he's bigger now yep. than he was in, you know, and I'm not talking about just swollen up from good eating and a good life now. I'm talking about he still works out. This dude's forearms and his, his biceps are bigger now than when he played, man. He is, like you said, he is jacked right now. Yeah, he's Hold not up, skipping. Man. He ain't skipping a he, lot of he, gym days. He, he walk around like this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so wait, I, wait, do that again, Bear. What? No. Do that again? No. What? Okay, what, are you about to, what are you about to say? Forget it, man. Forget it. I'm not saying no. You gonna say that. something smart? Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> oh you wrong. You know what? You need to grow up. You need to be more like me. <laughs> you, need be, you need to act more like me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Dawkins is going to be that guy. So um, looking at the uh, at the game itself. So the Eagles are two and a half point favorites. In this one, we know this at least. Now, by the way, Jalen back out in the practice field, no issues, no no restrictions. Avante Maddox is out there practicing. Pretty much everybody, Eagles wise, 
is practicing. I haven't heard anything or seen anything. And if you guys have, let me know. I don't even think the Niners have started uh, practice yet, but I haven't heard anything regarding McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell. McCaffrey's dealing with a calf and Elijah Mitchell's dealing with a, uh, a groin. And, and we had Matt Mayako on a little bit earlier, and he said the one that he, he thinks is a little bit more serious is Elijah Mitchell. That could be a big one, man, because he's, he's tough. Yeah, he is tough. tough. That dude's explosive. a battering ram, man. Yeah. Very explosive. He's underrated because they have so many other weapons, but he's a good player. You know, he, he could he could have a big impact on this game if he's not ready to go. All right, let's uh, let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. We'll get Dan Koob's thoughts on the Eagles game and the AFC Championship game as well. Some line movement, what's hot, what's going on there. We'll dig into all those kind of things when we come back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Razor Technology and IT infrastructure. IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results, and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin, and it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town.
Hey Eagles fans, Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Who's ready to get another one of these? But first, we got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds! Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Sports Take, Giga Sports YouTube Network on this Friday. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Anita Baker will be singing the national anthem on Sunday for the Eagles game. What? She just celebrated her 65th birthday. We had her in the birthday segment. Yes, we did. Anita, <laughs> Anita Baker, Baker, Brian yes. Dawkins. It's going to be a day, hey, man. All we, need be is a day. Brooks. all we need is Barrett Brooks out there to make it a Honorary perfect captain. Traffic. That's all I we need. We- I think we work that in, man. <laughs> I think we need to work that in. No, we no. need Barry to give them the pregame speech. That's what I we need. agree with that. I agree with that. I think Bruh. that would change. I think that would move the line if Barrett was the honorary captain. I think Bruh. it's Eagles minus a touchdown and a half if that's the case. I have them ready, bro. I'd have them ready to eat their young. I have them ready to sniff gunpowder and drink hot sauce. They'd go. be ready to rock, bro. <laughs> The ether young thing is a weird line. I know it's used a lot. Who who wants the ether young? Like what is the, what are we doing there exactly? Anyway, I don't know. I, I Kaiser so Sam. Yeah, it's, I know. I like it. All <laughs> right, uh, let's bring on our 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 Friday two thirty guy. He does an amazing. My fault, Dan. Job. Warning, Dan. The show welcome out of control. A, yeah, welcome into a weird one. Uh, you can follow him at Sport Trade Coob, the one and only Dan Coob of Sport Trade. What's up, Dan? I'm still I'm still rehabbing from your discussion before the break about who likes older women more. <laughs> you you know Aaron Rodgers still is trying to recover. Gonna have some like 22 year old chippy, and then Zach Wilson likes them a little bit older. Man, I mean, I don't know. We, I can't help what it goes on with these Dan, guys. Dan, we said we said we're gonna have what we're gonna do is they're gonna see a mother daughter tandem, and you think they be going forth, and they're gonna switch up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Makes for an interesting night at a bar in New York on a right. Saturday night. That's for sure. When he's the starter and Zach Wilson's the backup next year, I right. you know what? What a gruesome twosome that would be. I know. Right. Man. Nobody can stand either one of them. People, people, people walk in. Hey, Zach, is that your mom? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. Aaron, is that your daughter? I, yeah. I apologize. That's I, my. That's my I'm niece. Confused, as Rodney used to say. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, Dan, we'll get you out of this mess. So uh, let's look at this one, Dan. Um, yeah. The Eagles, it's it's stayed pretty steady, I would say, right to two and a half ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. Um, what's been the activity here? What's your sense of this game here? It's actually leaned more towards the Eagles as the week has gone on, guys. Uh, of course, it opened at the two and a half. It's still a two and a half on Sport Trade. Uh, right now, you can get the Birds minus two and a half at $52, which is Minus 111 in American odds. Pretty and, good. You know, I, if you were to go on any of the odds comparison sites, you'll see that's the best number out there. Yeah. Um, in terms of the market, right, I like to play this game with you guys. What do you think the market is for the Eagles to win this game straight up on the money line? Oof. Let's I'm go around the horn. Go ahead, Barrett. 52%. 52. Okay. 
let me let me ask you this before I answer. Okay. Why are you laughing? This is a legitimate. You are you are just Why stalling. Are you? you are Why so are you stalling laughing? right now. You're, I know you. I know exactly what you're doing. No, no, this is a legit question. Okay. Now, based on your question, Dan, mm -hmm. now, and I'm assuming that the bulk of the business you do is with with people in this region. Is that correct? Well, we're only live in New Jersey, so okay. Yes. So I would <laughs> so, say yeah. okay. So I would say. The bulk of it is Eagles fans. So I'm going to say a little bit higher. I'm say about 58, 59%. Okay. Rob? Yeah, I, what I was wrong with that question? Nothing. Though? It was a good question. <laughs> I swear you. to God, Thank I was going to say 58%. I am not lying. No, you weren't. Price is right rules here. Price is right rules. You can go 50 cents right, higher. I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'll go a little bit lower. I'll I'll take 56. <laughs> All right, 58. There you go. Gunner's got it. Oh my God. <laughs> All that to make you right, I'm wrong. 58 and the Niners are at 43 and it's actually moved further and further away from 50, 50. And I think a lot of that has to do with Brock Purdy's a rookie, right? Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Eagles have the number two defense. The Niners have the number one defense. And frankly, if you look at the Niners schedule guys, it hasn't been all that impressive since Brock Purdy took over, at least not in my opinion. Right. Um, yeah. One of my favorite talking points this week though, and this is just like a, a media thing that, that we do um, that I love because you've got time to fill. I've heard this over and over again this week, and it's, you know, if the Eagles play really well, they're going to win. And if they don't, well, they're probably going to lose. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. That's, that's why that I, is, I love tuning in. serious analysis right there. That's, uh, I love that. That's why let I me, love Let me write this down, that's, man. That's, hey, that's profound. Let me write that down. That's not this show. That's not this show. Yeah. That's other shows. Well, let me so go we, back to your, your, your previous point, my, yeah. except for the play well and not play well. But um, – <laughs> You're right. Like at all year, I heard people knock the Eagles schedule, especially when they got yeah. off to the hot start that they got off to. And then, and then I go back and, I, and I'm tracking the Niners schedule and I'm like, where are all these killers they're playing? Right. Number one. And number two, yes, the Niners defense is phenomenal, taking nothing away. But have we looked at how good the defense, the Eagles defense is and how they've gotten better against the run sacks, the whole nine. It's not like there's this giant disparity. Like I'd say the Niners on face a little bit better defensively, but still it's not that big a distance. I mean, look at the offenses they've played in the Brock Purdy era. Uh, Miami without Tua for an entire half. Tampa Bay at Seattle, Washington, Las Vegas, Arizona. I'm not impressed by any of those. Seattle again. Dallas, which was actually like, you know, a real scrappy fight in my opinion. Uh, I'm not impressed by the offense. I think, you know, so many people are now drawing the, the comparison between Brock Purdy and Tom Brady. How about Kyle Shanahan just protecting his young guy? Right, mm -hmm. he's one of the best coaches, in my opinion, and we've seen in quite some time. He's just no been question. unlucky in the postseason when it comes to wins and losses. But you look at a guy like Big Red, who's one of the best coaches ever. He's won one title, right? These, mm -hmm. these are these are fluky sort of things. I think when you look at the coaching matchup, that's what I'm most interested in. Uh, and on Sport Trade, we've actually just launched player props. People ask us this all the time: Where are the player props? Well, I'm oh, telling good. you, the player props are now in Sport Trade. You can go download the app if you're in New Jersey. We have player props up for this weekend, including two Brock Purdy props on whether or not he's going to throw interceptions. We also have, if you like Scorigami, do you guys know what Scorigami is? No. No. Okay. It's a very popular Twitter page. So Scorigami is basically, will there be a final score that we've never seen before in the NFL? Oh. It's kind of a fun prop, and it's only $2 per contract. It's, in fact, it's $1.90 uh, per share. Oh, God. So you That's can a buy great that payoff. up. Yeah. Two bucks. If it hits, you win $98. Mm. Okay. Um, so we've got player props in there right now. You could bet on whether or not it's going to go to overtime, all those other things. To me, the Eagles are the best team in football. 
And I felt like it was around November where even as a, a Philadelphia fan, a fatalistic Philadelphia fan, I looked at myself and I said, this team is better than the 17 team, flat out, just better. So I expect them to come out on Sunday and win this football game by much more than two and a half. So if I'm looking, obviously straight up, there's still some value if you want to look at the Eagles at $58 per share. Mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to go on the, on the, the spread, we have alternate spreads as well. Uh, Eagles minus two and a half is at 52. Again, minus 111. And at $58 per share, that's minus 141 on an American odds book. Dan, give us a couple Eagle player props that you guys have available. Uh, Can you give us a few of those? I'd be curious what they are. So uh, we only have a handful up because actually because of our exchange, we're actually the first exchange to have props up. Uh, So it's more of a slow roll. But we do have a bunch of uh, props related to uh, the most talked about ankle in the NFL. Oh, Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes rushing for a first down. I think this is a real possibility. Right now, it's even money plus 100. That's $49.50 per share. You don't have to bet all that on Sport Trade, of course. You could bet a dollar, $5, $10, et cetera. I think that one's got a real shot. Yeah, he's getting at least one. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. You, look at, yeah. you look at a guy who third and two drops back and just sort of lurches over for a first down, like that to me at even money uh, is stealing. And then Mahomes rushing for a touchdown. This is where it gets interesting $13 per share. Mm. So you bet 13 to return 87 if you do. It's the equivalent of plus 656 uh, in American odds. That one, that one I'm not so sure about. I don't know if I would take that one. Uh, mm. But that is another prop that I really like going into the weekend. Interesting. Hey, give me give you a funny quote from George Niang at practice today. You guys know he went to Iowa State, right? He said yeah. that, um, quote, Brock Purdy's a good friend of mine. I hope he does well. But I obviously like living and breathing, so I want the Eagles to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dude it. who gets it. George the Ang gets it, man. He's funny. He is very funny. He's funny. funny. We had a, uh, uh, you know, guys talking about Joe Burrow before the break last uh, last segment. Um, you know, in our futures markets, very similar to sort of like a long range stock, right? Like you want to hold a stock for a longer period of time. The Bengals last Sunday when they played the Bills were nine dollars per share to win the Super Bowl. Wow. They were up fourteen nothing. That went from nine to ten. They're now up to at last check twenty six. So we did have people who dropped, you know, two hundred dollars, and the Bengals win the Super Bowl. That's now worth over five hundred dollars, and you can cash that out whenever you want. So, Ooh. fun opportunities here if you're a Bengals backer. And I think they win this game too. Like you guys said, there, I don't think they're afraid of Kansas City whatsoever. No. And the line has been really funky throughout the week, right? The Kansas City Chiefs opened up as like a one one point favorite, one and a half point favorite when the Lions opened Sunday night into Monday morning. And then all the money comes in on the Bengals. The Bengals go from plus one and a half to minus one and a half. Some shops minus two. And then Patrick Mahomes gives his press conference where he walks down the stage, right. not limping. No I'm, sure as, I'm sure as soon as he got beyond the door, he like keeled over or something. Um, but that sent the money the opposite direction again. So now the Bengals are back to being an underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bengals win this game going away. I, I think the Eagles and the Bengals, are the two best, two best teams. We're going to have a, a land and air matchup in two weeks in Arizona. And, and see, Dan, I was going to ask you, you know, I'm glad you said it because I was about to ask you, how is the money fluctuating in that game based on the uncertainty? And nobody really knows where Patrick Mahomes is right now. Ankle wise. Well, I, I think it would be, I mean, to answer your question, the money has been coming in on the Bengals uh, and the fact that the Bengals keep dropping. Uh, they went from uh, $49.50 per share to open the week to about $52 per share. And now they're down to $47.5. Now that's just 
is keeping keeping in step with the market, right? We don't want right. to overprice them if everybody else has them at a certain number well below us. Right. Um, but again, that's just great value. That's plus 108 uh, at, a, at a sports book elsewhere. Um, so a great odds there. And I just, I, I, you know, we hear high ankle sprain all the time, right? There's just no way to me that Patrick Mahomes is healthy. There's no way. We, we all saw his ankle injury. It, I mean, it damn near fell off. There's right. no way. There's no right. way this guy is just going to be able to sit in the pocket. And, and that's a whole other thing, right? He hates sitting in the pocket and picking teams apart because he's impatient. And who capitalizes off that better than anybody than Lou Amarello and the Bengals defense? So now you're asking a guy who doesn't like to be patient, who now can't move, to sit and try to slice and dice over 12, 13, 14 plays. Yeah. And yeah. he's not healthy. Yeah. I, I just think. You know, I understand why Andy Reid comes out and says he's fine, he's going to go, whatever, because what else is he going to say? He's not going to say my guy's hurt, unlike Nick Sirianni. But uh, to me, the, the, he's hurt. The Bengals are better. To me, this is a layup. And they're fearless on the road. You know what I mean? It's not like they're going in. I know Kansas City's tough, really tough to play in, but this team has no fear of the road. That's the other thing that, that you know, with, with Cincinnati, even even if they were to get down, I don't I, – and I just think Burrow's got that, that – that heart rate that never rises, man. He's just good. And they all feed off of that. Barrett, did you ever play with the dude as swaggy as, as Burrow? I can't think of a guy with that much, with that much You know, I, I did, but he just wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, you know a little different. Saying? A little different. Right, right. You know, so um, uh, I, play, I actually played with he and his brother. Um, um, he went to the University of Colorado. He was to bring out the whipping stick. Coy Detmer? Coy Detmer, yes. Oh, Coy Detmer oh, played yeah. with Coy. Oh, God. Coy had that same type of swag, same type of, you know, calmness. But he just knew, you know what I'm saying, he just wasn't that good. But he, I, he had the same type of air about himself. I remember that Monday night in San Francisco when he pulled out the whip yep. a, during a spot start. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, the, green, the Green Bay <laughs> game. Memory. He went into yeah, – Is that the, what it was? Yeah. The whipping stick, man. Come on now. memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um all right, listen, Dan, we're looking forward to it. We're, we want to keep this thing going. Uh, we, we better be previewing a Super Bowl with the Eagles in it. That's that's the, that's the goal. For the first time uh, all season since we started listing futures, the Eagles are the uh, top price team to win it all. $28 per share, uh, which is plus 252. Still a big value. I, now, I'll tell you, over the course of the season, I started buying up shares that we can do here, right? It's not like you know, betting the Eagles at plus 1,100 somewhere and then trying to buy them again at, you know, plus 200, right? You can build a position here, just again, in the stock market. So I've been doing that over and over again throughout the season because they've been ebbing and flowing. Like yeah. the Niners were the hot team. Everybody mm-hmm. was hot after their stench, and that dropped the, the Eagles price. So I've been buying the dip very quietly. So I've got 19 shares right now, the Eagles, at about $13 per share. So they're at 28 right now. It's a lot of numbers, but basically what that tells you is I've doubled my money right now on the Eagles and that's going to go up even more. I might be able to triple my money this weekend. Wow. Uh, the Eagles win awesome, today. Man. So Ooh, fingers crossed. Man. All right. All right. right? Keep it up. Keep, Keep it up, Dan. For us. Yeah. Appreciate it. We will be going to your, uh, to the vacation house on the boat. All that. Good there you stuff. go. We're going <laughs> to, you're all invited. We have a New York giants boat party. If this thing <laughs> no, <laughs> that hasn't worked out well, we don't, we don't need that. No, we're not no, playing. No. No, we'll no. play a game. Good point. Good point. All right, you can follow him on Twitter at Sport Trade Coob, and he does an amazing job. He's director of content for Sport Trade. Dan, keep up the good work, man. We're looking forward to talking to you. Appreciate next you, bro. Enjoy Have a good one, man. Appreciate right, you. You got it. That is Dan Coob. Good stuff there uh, from Dan. That's for sure. All right, let's do some birthdays, and then we're going to close it out not only with predictions, 
but with game sort of storylines. Okay, how how the how the thing plays out. Uh, all right, let's start with this one. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes. He was born on this day in 1756. <laughs> only lived to be like 30 something, which I guess was probably probably old back then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh did did a lot in his 35 years, man, in terms of being maybe the all-time you know, you know composer. And- before his death, he composed over 600 works, and he only lived 35 years. Yeah, that dude was prolific. He was Jeez. cranking them out every day, man. Uh, amazing. Uh, uh, Rosamond, if I'm pronouncing that right, Pike, the British actress, is 43 years old today. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of different movies and, and whatnot. Uh, Bridget Fonda, who who kind of disappeared, but had a had a had a movie had a career, had a hot career for about a minute. Uh, she's 59 today. Mimi Rogers, uh, the actress, is 67, formerly married to Tom Cruise uh, today. Donna Reed, the actress, a lot of uh, old movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. She was born yeah. on this day in 1921. Uh, James Cronwell, actor, uh, was born on this day in 1983. Or he is 83 years old, was born on this day. Pat, great actor. I, Robot. Long he's in a lot of stuff. He oh, was yeah, in Babe, Jurassic the, World. Yeah, the, yep. the, Babe, the, the Green movie. Mile. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's good, man. You, you see him, you know exactly who that guy is. You may not yep. recognize the name, but you've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, Pat Noswalt, uh, who was uh, an actor-comedian, is 54 today. He's actually in uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, I think, this week. He's King on. of Queens, man. That's all you got to say, King of Queens, man. King of Queens. He was Doug's buddy, yep. King of Queens. Uh, Mikhail Barishnikov, the, uh, the, the ballet dancer turned actor, is 75 years old. Mm-hmm. That was a great move. What was it, uh? Uh, White Knights, uh, with with uh, Gregory Hines, Gregory uh, Hines, yeah, yep. White Knights, Gregory Hines, yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, he was good because he he like when he when he act he played like villains and stuff. Sometimes that guy yep. he wasn't afraid to to kind of mix it up. Yeah, uh, Chris Collinsworth is sixty four today. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, no Jerry, standing ovation there. He didn't get a lot of love. No, <laughs> uh, Doctor Jerry Buss. Uh, was born on this day in 1933. Did you know he owned the uh, the Red the formerly the Redskins as well back yep. in the day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah before yep. the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's all I got from my uh, from a birthday standpoint. You guys got other ones? Ooh, yeah. I missed a lot. A lot of meat on the bone. Oh, a lot of meat on this bone. All right. Um, you want to go, Bear? You want me to go? I go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you have Nick Mason, a drummer from Pink Floyd, 79. Uh, one of the great actors uh, back in the era, uh, Troy Donahue. Okay. Uh, from the original uh, Hawaii, Hawaiian Eye show back then. Um, you have Susanna Thompson, who plays Star Trek Voyager. She's 65. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillermo Rodriguez, the parking lot security guard for Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, you hey, he's got him on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That dude is unbelievable. He's 52 today. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Kadarius Tony, 24 today. Frank Miller, who wrote all the comic books, uh, the graphic novels like Sin City, Daredevil, The Dark Knight Returns. Ronan. Yeah, Ronan. Yep, he's 66. Art Rooney, the original founder of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. Uh, He died at the age of uh, uh, 87 in 1988. You know he paid a franchise fee of only $2,500? Yep. (laughs) When and he, you know he where won. he won? He won that at the races. Yes. Betting his horses. family. Yeah, his yeah. family. His family does that still. They had to separate, you know, the sisters and brothers because they would races and then other uh, brothers and sisters 
did uh, the Steelers. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. yes. Uh, Frank Nitty, one of the most notorious mobsters in the history of America. Oof. He died in 1943. He was 57 when he died. Uh, Bengals offensive guard, Alex Kappa, 28. Okay. Today. See if he'll be able to play. Uh, let's see. Where is he here? Uh, Howard McNear. Died in 1969. He was Floyd the Barber in the old Andy Griffin show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see who else we got here. Penny Cheney, a name you would not know, but she's been, she was a historic part of uh, thoroughbred racing. She was the owner of Secretariat, the Triple Crown winner from oh, 1973. Wow. Yeah. She died at the age of 95 years old in 2017. Okay. And that's it. I'm dry, I'm dry up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more here. Oh, Lewis Carroll, 65 years old. Now, Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland Adventures back in 1865. Oh, man. And since wow. then, it's been a Broadway play. It's been, you know, the television show came out in the early, early mid-60s. Uh, still a kid's favorite. Uh, Alan Cummings, 58. X2, GoldenEye, Rami and Michelle High School Reunion, 58. He's Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's it. All right. Um, Fred Taylor. Oh. Oh, yeah. 47 today. Oh. 47. I like their podcast. Yeah. Wow. I like their podcast. Was it um, him and um, uh, who, who else is on that podcast with him? Um, was it? I forget what the podcast is called, man. Other Boy, guys that he played with with the Jags yeah. back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Kyle and Brady, he, maybe? No, 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 no. no. I, I, I'll get it. But uh, also, also, no, it's a, uh, uh, it's um. The Pivot. Okay. It's called The Pivot. Really good podcast. And then uh, a guy named um, uh, Janet Gears. He was an Iron Maiden um, oh. guitarist. Okay. And then uh, the last one, Vincent Herbert. Mm. He's a producer for Tony Braxton. He, he did it for Aaliyah, huh. uh, Lady Gaga. Wow. Okay. Real big producer. Some big boys there. All right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Christian McCaffrey on hand for the start of practice. Elijah Mitchell, not on hand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, we had Matt Mayaka on a little bit earlier. He, he said he thought that the, the Mitchell one was more serious than McCaffrey, so he Uh-oh. might be right. You know, We'll see. We're into Friday now. Uh, all right, let's go movies uh, as we're, we're running low, a little bit low on time here. Uh, Natty McPhee was in 2006. Great. The Dog's Purpose in 2017. Before Sunrise in 95. I didn't have a lot. Uh, you guys have more than that? No. Yeah, you got Big Mama's House 2, 2006. Good one. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Martin yeah. Lawrence. Uh, the Gray with Liam Neeson. That was a good movie. Really good right, movie. 2012. Yeah. You need okay. to see that, Rob. Yeah, you got to see that one, okay. Rob. That's a good okay. movie. I will. Uh, 2017, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter. Yep. Like yep. that one, too. Yeah, and here's another one I loved. I watched it several times. 2012, Man on a Ledge. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's in that? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I, never mind. I got you. I got you. All right. Um, so let's kind of walk through the game, guys. I, I'll give you mine first. I think the Eagles win 2017. I think there's a, a late interception of Brock Purdy that seals it. Someone gets a pick, they slide down, Eagles run the clock out, and that's how the game ends. And they win and they advance to the Super Bowl. I'm going to, you know, everybody's saying that. Everybody's yeah. saying that, you know, yep. that, uh, it's going to be a last defensive, um, yep. Heroistic type of play. Yeah, it might be Bradbury. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I feel I feel good. I feel good. I'm going 27-18. Birds win. Um, they control the game. 
They make Brock Purdy try to throw the ball. They heat him up a little bit. And they run the ball consistently. And they went 27-18. Oh, 27-18. Okay. Wow. I think you get I'm going to go 28-24. Eagles at home. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be one of those brass knuckle type games. You know, <laughs> a little, little cheating, a little extra punch here and there in the, in the gut. <laughs> you know, type game back to old school football, like when the Steelers and the Raiders played in the seventies and all that. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those, man. And and I hate to say this, there will be a couple of players uh, that may not finish the game because it's so physical. You know, really? Uh, yeah, I think somebody's going to buy out of this game. You know, because it's just too physical. Somebody's going to have a concussion. Some, I hate to say, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I just think it's going to be so physical. Everybody talks about the 49ers tackling and hitting prowess. The Eagles always, when they hear that stuff, they jack up their play. Yeah. Players, they walk off the field talking about, you thought they were physical. What about us? So I think it's going to be amped up. Somebody's going to lead this game because of concussion, injury, some, something. I hate to say that. But when the dust settles, the house comes The house comes down in Lincoln Financial Field. People's ears ringing for two days. Eagles win the game 28-24. All right. All right. So I, we're all in agreement. It's the birds and we're on the other side. Bengals. Uh, everybody in agreement there. I'm yep. taking the Bengals in that game. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm sorry. I'm so no, sorry. No, you just keep keeping it real, man. You keep it real. All right. Uh, that's going to do it. So we're back Monday, same time uh, to rehash it all, man. And hopefully we're talking about a two week March up until a, a Super Bowl. Let's hope that's what it is, guys. But we will be with you on Monday to discuss every nook and cranny of this game. That is for sure. I want to thank Xander Krause producing the program. Thanks to all of you in the chat section for, uh, for mixing it up with us. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. We always appreciate you. Don't go anywhere yet. Coming up, you have uh, over the next course of the next three hours, you have the national football show with Dan Cilio. And again, like I said, uh, we'll be here on Monday as we always are 12 PM to 3 PM Eastern to go through everything Eagles and 49ers. All right. For Derek Gunn, for Barrett Brooks, I am Rob Ellis. Everybody have a great, great weekend, and we will see you Monday, same time. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Eagles fans. Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. Who's ready to get another one of these? But first, we got to take care of business and beat the 49ers this Sunday. Look, we know ticket prices are super expensive and really hard to get, so we're giving you an opportunity to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game. So go to our Instagram right now for your chance to win two free tickets to the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And as always, thanks for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. Go Birds! Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.